Jude Law is great, but when did he decide to stop wearing normal clothes and just stick with pajamas? Because that's a conscious choice for the character. He's like wearing suits. He's very suave. Got a nice beard. And then by the Harry Potter time, he's just he's dressed like a wizard in big old pajamas and a big grey beard. Yeah. He's like stopped. Com- he stopped shaving completely. He's yeah, like he's very well groomed in he, these ones, and yeah. then he just gave up on life. He, he looks like he's gone through a bad breakup. Between if you yeah. look between Fantastic Beasts two and the first Harry Potter, that, boom! I've solved it. That's how like Fantastic Beasts five is going to end. They're going to break up, and he goes in prison. What we've grinned, they've already broken yeah. up. They're not in a relationship no, they're get anymore. Back together in three, hundred percent. At the end of three, they're going to get back together. They're going to have a lovers' dispute in four, and then in five, they're going to break up. There's a big midsummer style sex scene in three. <laughs> But it's just those two. And it's Newt pushing his bum. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of your Film Me In podcast. And we're here to film you in. (laughs) Oh, God. That's going to be the catchphrase. How do you feel about that? that? (laughs) I don't like it. That is cringy. Make it stop. I've said some bad puns in my life. But Jesus the name of the Christ. podcast is a pun. It's the whole point of the yeah, name. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but like you, you having to put it into a catchphrase now as well just makes it all the worse. As you can tell, I am not oh, here on my God. own talking into the void. I am here with my good friend, Mr. David French. How are you doing? Uh, well, what if you are talking into the void and I'm just a figment of your imagination? What oh, God! When, like, <laughs> what if, when you finish recording, you only hear yourself and not me, and well, it's because I don't exist? That, that's just because OBS is buggered up again, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, if that happens... <laughs> Discord doesn't work for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm alright. Yeah, are you sure? Because we've, uh, we've watched a couple of movies this week, haven't we? <laughs> well, you know what, though? You've watched those two. I don't know if you've watched anything else. I watched some decent movies as well this week. So, you know what? I'm feeling okay. I've, I've I, seen I balanced it. I balanced it out. I, I balanced the shit. Oh, hang on. Don't know what just happened then. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason it popped up saying that my uh, my AirPods were trying to mess me about. Yeah, just making sure everything's you working. privileged still. prick. And just making sure everything, yeah, everything's still working. Just wanted to... Make sure that before we carried out. Were you just trying to flex that you have AirPods? No, no, my AirPods are closed over here. <laughs> and, and apparently they're connected to my laptop. I'm going to turn my Bluetooth off, you know. I'm not even going to risk it again. <laughs> and scared that the government's going to, like, airdrop you something. No, just that these are going to come on and you're going to break up again like you just did. Um, Fair enough. Are we going to have to redo that entire bit now? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it, it's fine. Um... <laughs> So we are here to talk about the Fantastic Beast films, but first we've got a couple of bits of news. And uh, David, do you want to take it away? Because you told me about uh, it. Yes. Um, so there's the Song of the Hedgehog sequel in the works. Uh, this was like just before the end of last week, but I imagine you probably didn't cover it in last week's podcast anyway. Cause, no. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, so the Song of the Hedgehog sequel in the works. They teased it at the end of the first one anyway with the post credit scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they started to, they gave Egg, well, Dr. Robotnik, I refuse to call him Eggman, and there is many reasons why Sonic fans will know. <laughs> um, especially in the movie, because they, they start calling him Eggman for no reason. Like, it's, he's, he's, known, he's known as like Eggman and Robotnik in different countries, isn't he? Well, he's, he's no, it's the fact that like he's known as Eggman worldwide now because he looks like an egg, and he started to like make him, you know, 
stupid and useless. Oh, but no. the original Robotnik was actually really smart. Like, he is a really smart character, and that's what I liked about the Sonic movie, which I watched this week. So that's oh, going to be... There you go. Talk about later. Yeah, the, the, but, se- um, the yeah, sequel Sonic, was pretty Sonic inevitable. Sequel. The sequel was inevitable. This movie yeah, made you know. a ton of money. This made, yeah, made so much money. Yeah, but at the same time, it's surprisingly good. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we'll, money we, or not, we can talk about the movie, movie later. Good. Like, you, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to recommend it. Uh, in the, I actually might, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was. You know, with the money it made, everyone was thinking this is going to be a huge flop because of the first trailer. And since it was actually half decent and it made a ton of money for that reason, then uh, of yeah. course it's getting a sequel. And with alongside the flop of uh, Birds of Prey as well. It was just bound well, to yeah, make even I more money. I think it was just bad timing for Birds of Prey because, like, the Sonic movie was... It was destined to make a lot of money from, like, the original version of Sonic anyway. Because he looked so horrific, people had to see it. Yeah. And so it it was kind of inevitable that this movie would make a decent amount of money. But at the same time, then they made him look adorable. <laughs> and then Baby Sonic. And we were just sold on it. I'm honestly... I honestly struggled to think how Baby Sonic would look if he was still a monster. I know, imagine it would be horrifying. Yeah. It, people would be screaming, kill it with fire in the kill cinema. It, kill it, <laughs> kill it. burn it, do anything, get rid of it. I don't want to see it. And um, what what was the other bit of news? Um, well, there's two other bits. Um, oh. One's just like a nice little thing for fans, but um, Lee Winnell's upgrade is have, getting a TV series, or they're, they're working on a TV series for it. And this I'm very excited about. I sent the, I, I sent I sent movie. this to, I sent this to you this week. Yeah. I'm, I'm buzzing about this. Upgrade is a hidden gem. It's a, it is genuinely so good. I remember buying it on um, PSN, like on the PlayStation store for four pounds at one point. Yeah, yeah, I remember you I missed that. It, I missed it in the cinema and then it got released and it was very quickly sold like on on a really good sale. I was like, you know what, I might as well buy it. Yeah. I like Lee Winnell as a writer. I want to see what he can do as a director. And oh my god, yeah, it was incredible. The um, I I saw this at the cinema, and there was because we were gonna we saw the trailer together, and we wanted to go see the movie yeah. together, but there was only one showing in all of like n- the northwest that I could find, and it was in Rochdale near me, thankfully, yeah. and it was at ten to nine at night. It's yeah. like no one. There was one show in a day for a week, and that was it. It's like how how are you, how are you supposed to? get people to see this movie if you don't give it a chance. Like When I went to see it, there were like three people in the audience and it was, it was amazing. I think that is why it's getting a TV series though because they, they obviously, like Blumhouse have seen, it has a lot of potential. Yeah. But at the same time, they don't want to put more money into a film that people won't go and see because not enough people have seen the first one in the first place. Yeah. But the second bit, people hear Blumhouse TV series yeah, and Lee Winnell... Yeah, it's like, a good oh headline. my god, that's a great, especially if like Invisible Man finally uh, like happening as well with Lee Winnell being the director of that. Yeah, yeah, but like so, the crazy, the... the crazy thing about Upgrade is that it looks so good, like it, it's set in the future and everything looks really interesting, and it only costs like five million dollars to make. I think that was because they did a lot of practical effects, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, like it's a, it's a really a lot of practical effects. It's a really impressive movie, technologically speaking, and just in story wise, I think it's great. So, yeah, like the the actor is so good at because like the if you don't know what upgrade is, it's basically this guy is he get his wife gets murdered and he gets like his back broken, isn't it? He can't. Walk he gets anymore. paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, he gets completely paralyzed from the neck down. But this guy gives him an upgrade, 
Well, got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, this this guy basically gives him a chip and puts it in his spine that allows him to move, but the chip is self-sentient. Yeah, so and it starts helping him it, track down the killers. Yeah. And the way that like he has to move robotically and also react to it as if he's, you know, he he has no control. Yeah. And the guy plays that so well. Also, the guy I thought originally was Tom Hardy. Yeah, it's uh, Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> A.K.A. not Tom Hardy. A.K.A. not Tom Hardy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not Tom Hardy. He was the shocker he, in uh, Homecoming. He's still Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this TV show, you know, if it follows the same story or like maybe a different story Continues in this world, it. I'm down to return to this world. 100%. I'd, I'd rather see more of the world building. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, that was like a prototype in the film. So I think it's going to follow the same story as a film, but change the ending so that there's a possible second season. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe keep it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who knows? Maybe it's just a one-off thing, limited series. Yeah, maybe. That'd be good. I miss who those. Knows? Everything's yeah. getting a second oh. season. Um, yeah. um, And then the other one is just like a nice little thing for Lord of the Rings fans. The um, the buddy, like, entire cast reunited on... Um, it was Josh Gad, wasn't it, who reunited them? For who, who actually reunited? I don't... The, the picture I saw was of uh, Elijah Wood, um, Sean, uh, Sean Astin... And uh, the guy from Lost. Josh Gad reun- reunited them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the other three are the only ones I saw. So it was it would did anyone else join it? I don't it? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I've only ever I've only watched the first two movies now. <laughs> no, no, I mean I mean the video. It. I mean with the Zoom call. Yeah, I I still haven't watched that. <laughs> Great. I don't, Why I'm are we mentioning sure it then? <laughs> it. Because it's just a nice little thing for fans of the series who, you know, want to see oh, their Jesus. favourite people together again. And also, I've just noticed this, um, if you're looking forward to, or wanting to watch Frozen 2, I don't know why you would, it's a piece of shit. Um, I, I don't like Frozen. I, I'm going to make that extremely blunt. I think Frozen is an overrated turd. Okay. And it's just very average as a Disney movie. But Frozen 2 is releasing now two weeks early on Disney Plus in the UK on the um, 3rd of July. Oh, exactly. So if you wanted to watch that, you can do. I don't know why you would. You could watch something much better. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> we've got a mission to do. As as uh, If you're a fan of the podcast, you know that for the past few weeks, me and David have been on a quest to watch every Harry Potter movie. And we came to the end of that quest, but we and did not complete... To continue it. <laughs> we did not complete all of the side missions. So we need to get 100% <laughs> on this challenge... And to do that, you need to complete two side missions, which, uh, of course, are the Fantastic Beast movies. <laughs> More like craptastic beasts, right? <laughs> and where to, I don't know, um, dump them? <laughs> I don't I know. Guess. I don't know. It, it, craptastic beasts and where to dump them. I, Maybe. I feel like that's a... Should we name the podcast that this way? Like, uh, should that be the, 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 the title? The title's going to be Craptastic Beasts, am I right? Or like more like <laughs> craptastic beasts. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> craptastic beasts. J.K. Rowling wrote this one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So these these movies are just the spin-offs of the original Harry Potter. They're set in the twenties. The first one's in twenty six, nineteen twenty six, and the second's in nineteen twenty seven. Um. And it's and the main thing is the first one's set in America. 
Because, <sighs> yeah, we wanted to see America in the Wisdom World. Yeah, of course we did. Like It's a British series. Why not go to America? I don't... Uh, when this came out, I didn't care. I didn't Neither care did at all. I, I was I was a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with you. I just yeah. I like I honestly I, could, like I've heard that it was happening. I was like, okay, yeah. Why? It's been the first one came out in 2016. So it's been four years, and two days ago was the first time I saw it. Saw any of it? I'd never seen any of any clips or anything. So I was going in completely blind, and it was. We'll talk about the first one first. Um, it's yeah. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Six shots of giggle water. Who oh, well, are my like you? No. I'm the only one like me. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's okay. It's got like I think that I have I have opinions about this idea of a series for five bloody films as a whole. Yeah. I felt that if you don't do Grindelwald, scrap Grindelwald, don't have him as a main villain, because obviously, you know, we, we know he's going to end up in jail, in Azkaban anyway. Yeah. We've seen it. We yeah. don't care. <laughs> These aren't books that people care about as well, because, like, the, the original Fantastic Beasts book, as far as I'm aware, is an actual just lore book of Fantastic Beasts and where you can find them in the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really nice idea. So yeah. I think they should have just followed on that. And just said, you know what? This is where, like, these are the Fantastic Beasts. These are where he's found them in the world. Keep Newt Scamander, because I think he's a charming character at times. He's a bit annoying. Yeah. But, you know, he, he can he can be fun. I he's just, that I, awkward dude that it, you're just, you're slightly rooting for. In my notes, I, like, halfway halfway through my notes, because I made notes during these movies. I'm going to do that for all of them now, so I remember funny comments. <laughs> so you're prepared. Um, and as I was writing him, halfway through the notes, I stopped calling him Newt and started calling him Doctor Who. So yeah, because he just straight up looks like Doctor Who. He dresses he like a Doctor like, Who. He, yeah, he looks like a rejected Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, and it's even yeah. he tries to talk like a Doctor Who would. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and I feel like he's still putting that role on. Yeah, like to this day, he's still playing Doctor Who, even though he got rejected seven years ago. <laughs> um. So in you know we're gonna go through the Wikipedia plot. I've made notes. Uh, yeah. So I'll chime yeah, in like, whenever I have I, one. I, I just and I you, just feel like this series is useless. It is, yeah. It is. It feels pretty like It's nothing. also the fact that like JK Rowling is obviously lying when she said she's had this idea for what? She said like five or ten years. Something like that. Like well, why to no, be fair, you didn't. To be fair, she you probably did clear. she probably did have this idea five or ten years ago when she realized she could make more money off it. Yeah. When she yeah. realised, oh yeah, Warner Brothers will pay me more. Yeah, exactly. Um, these movies were both written by J.K. Rowling and not an, an actual screenwriter, by the way. <laughs> Can we just... like Steve Cloves wrote the last few. I'm not sure how many before that, but I know he wrote the last few Harry Potters. The, our favourites. Mm-hmm. And he he did great. Those are great movies. And they should have brought him back. They should have brought him back. They brought back the director, but the director yeah, brought back David Yates, and yeah. he did a re- he does a really good job. And also, like the- one thing I will say about these movies before we start ripping into them and calling them a piece of shit, they are beautiful. <laughs> like they are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, cinematography wise, there's 
I didn't, I didn't think there was much. Air, but I mean, CGI, CGI wise, like yeah. the beasts look incredible. They look they really so do. cool. They really do. And the final, like the final twenty minutes or so of Fantastic Beasts Two looks amazing. Like I, I could, I was gushing over how good it looked. Yeah, fair enough. And I forgot to care about the story. <laughs> well, yeah, it it looks it looks it looks good, but you know. Can't polish a turd. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so, you can, but it doesn't make it better, does it? <laughs> so, as it opens, this the first note I wrote, I like the opening music. Because it starts off with the Warner Bros. logo, and it has the old Hedwig's theme from Harry Potter. The the real theme that everyone knows. And then... Yeah. The, <laughs> the and real then, theme. And then Fantastic Beasts comes up, the name of the movie, and it changes into the new theme. So it's sort of like, okay, this is the same world, but... New. This is a new. Yeah. It's a new story. So I, I liked that. I liked the music for that moment. I think that was re- really well done. Um, so we're in 1926, and British wizard and magizoologist Newton Artemus Fidos Commander, known as oh Newt Commander, arrives in New York en route to Arizona. He encounters Mary Lou Barebone, a non-magical woman. No match or muggle. Uh no match. I hate that. I hate that I, so much. I, I physically why like I, I get that obviously it's a different like country, they've obviously got a, a different word for it, but at the same time No match? You're really that un you know you can't think of anything better. It's not very than, subtle, is it? If someone says to you, you're no such magic. a nomad, you're like, what does that mean? I'm not magic. That's, I'm like, what? obviously be a, a racial slur. Yeah. That that must be like bloody mudblood. It sounds like it. Muggle is just like... Yeah. I mean, it sounds lower. Like a yeah. lower term. But nomad is... It's just dumb. It's dumb. It's blatant and it's stupid. And yeah. Should, just call them muggles. Um... And this non-magical, this nomad, um, who heads the New Salem Philanthropic Philanthropic? Society, as Newt listens to her speaking about witches and wizards being real and dangerous, I I really wish it didn't say and, I wish it just said being real dangerous, (laughs) Um, a... A Niffler escapes from Newt's magically expanded suitcase, which houses various magical creatures. It's a TARDIS. He's Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> it's a TARDIS, but not as good. Because um, it's a suitcase, so it's clearly not as good. Also, I forgot to... Uh, before this scene, there's like, we meet Colin Farrell, and I wrote, Colin Farrell, I sure hope he doesn't get replaced by Johnny Depp in this movie. <laughs> That's like the main annoyance of this film for me as yeah. well. I um, feel like it should have been the opposite, the other way around. Like, yes, have jo- have Johnny Depp the entire time. Yes, just like being this really eccentric-looking character, this absolute mental dude, and then out of nowhere, Colin Farrell appears. Just like, wait, what? The- what? Yeah. Now I like this because <laughs> Colin Farrell would have been a great Grindelwald because he In- looks normal. Instead of now, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, obviously, you have to have Johnny Depp in the, in Harry Potter. He was requested so much. He's like one of the main, you know, things of like British filmmaking now, especially because of Sweeney Todd. Like, no matter what, you need him in there. Okay. But you could have just annoyed the audience and just said, "Ha, ah, you don't get it." I'm all the way through, though. 
But no, the um, I, had to, I also had made this it. note about the production design. I said, is it just me or is this very clearly London that they're trying to make look like New York? Yeah, it is. It, 100%. 100%. I feel like they changed it. Like she changed it halfway through. Nah, you know what? It's in New York. We've already made it look like London. Fine. Just call it New York. Yeah, it does not look like New York at all. But that, that's, like maybe, you know. I don't even know what New York in the 20s looks like. But you know what? I'm going to quickly check that because I will have been. There's got to be photos online. Yet looks nothing like this. <laughs> nothing like it. The the only thing that possibly looks like it is that construction building. That is it. The rest of it looks like New York now. <laughs> great. Like it, great. It, it's just, just great. It, it's just as like cool looking and like neon lights, except the buses look old and the cars look old. Um like that is it. That's the only difference. There's no there's not even the Empire State Building in this one. No. Well, to be fair, it was still being built, wasn't it, in 26? Uh, I'm sure it gets finished in, like, 31 or 32. Hold on. <laughs> there hold was on. a Doctor Who episode hold about on. it. Or maybe it's 29. I think it's 1929. Uh, the Rowing... Tw- yeah, no, Rowing 20s, I can see it there. Maybe that's what the construction building was supposed to be. I, th- I think that's what it was meant to be. Yeah, they didn't really make that, like, you know, apparent, though. Because it just looks like a genuine... like a generic building being built i guess uh anyway we'll move on um then we meet the best character in the movie as new attempts to capture the niffler he meets nomad cannery worker and aspiring baker jacob kowalski and they unwittingly swap suitcases but i hate him in the second one oh yeah definitely definitely (laughs) um i i also wrote down that this this guy's initials are jk uh, like J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Why is she modelling herself off a plump can man? We, can we stop? <laughs> can we just... Do we have to talk about these? Can I just wipe them from my memory? Uh, I, also wrote, I also wrote that Jake looks like the most British man in this movie and somehow he's American. Because, <laughs> like, just looking at him, he looks, he looks so British, doesn't he? He does. He looks like... Once again, that's, like, my theory, that they started off being in London... And she just thought, yeah, but I want to do America now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then I don't know what happened. I, th- I think it was when he got his uh, bakeries out to the to the banker. It's like, what's your collateral? Yeah. He's like, but I've got pastries. I wrote, <laughs> okay, I forgive Jake. What's your He's adorable. <laughs> Donuts. Yeah. Um. Then poor Patina, Tina Goldstein. Is a demo- is a demoted aura, highly trained magical law enforcement official, so a policeman. She's she's a she's a wizard cop. Of the magical congress of the United States, the Makusa. So then I wrote Makusa! <laughs> and then afterwards she mentions nomadges and told us what they are. So I wrote Nomadge! <laughs> Cause I'm oh, turning into, I'm slowly I'm slowly turning into cinema sins. Sandra is really not that funny at all. Um, it sounds funny to me. However, uh, oh, she um, arrests Newt and takes him to the Makusa headquarters as a violator of magical laws. However, since Jacob's suitcase, uh, currently in Scamander's possession, contains only baked goods, he is released to the embarrassment of Miss Goldstein. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, th- I wrote as well. This woman is actually the worst. Yes, yes. She just is. She's like in this movie. She's I don't know horrible. why she's a love interest in this film. 
Yeah, me neither. I have no idea. Yeah, she's a... She's really smarmy and not very fun. You know? Yeah. And she, she's like Amy Santiago, but without being cute. Not, not, yeah, without being good. Yeah. Because <laughs> Amy is, like, the best. Um. Mean, meanwhile, at Jacob Kowalski's tenement apartment... Upon opening what he thought was his suitcase, but his newts, several creatures escape into the open, some even from his apartment. So, like, loads of monsters get whoever wrote this is a child on Wikipedia. Yeah, um, yeah so, like, the, he gets bitten by this creature, and then potentially he has, like, this really bad disease in him, potentially. Um, also, we run into Ezra Miller at this point as a credence, and I wrote, "Look at Ezra oh, Miller's God. look at Ezra Miller's dumbass haircut because he's got they're trying to make him look as ugly as possible, and it's really difficult when the character is played by Ezra Miller, <laughs> yeah, who's genuinely a really good looking guy." So I think Cre- like credence is also like the second worst character in this film. <laughs> He He's gets worse in the second. Like, I want to know my real family. We don't care, mate. Oh, yeah, the, go, go home and get beat by your adopted mom. To be fair, that's mainly in the second one. Um, I also wrote Eddie, Main, Eddie Redmayne. He's also adorable. Because I was just, yeah. you know, writing down my thoughts. Um, and also, John Voight turns up in a moment. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. That's John Voight. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... After Tina and Newt find Jacob in the suitcase, Tina takes them to her apartment and introduces them to Queenie, her sister. Her Legilliman's sister. I think that means they she can read minds. Because she can yeah. read minds. Um, and I wrote, and I've fallen in love with Queenie. She's yeah, wonderful. Queenie's amazing. She's wonderful. But once again, it's ruined in the second Ruined film. in the sequel. So ruined. Um, ruined. Jacob and Queenie are mutually attracted. Though American wizards are forbidden to have any contact with nomadges. I'm going to say muggles. This is once... Yeah. This is once again just, like, showing, like... Yeah, these guys are just the bad guys of the wizarding world in general. What, America? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) America are just the bad guys constantly. I mean, it's a... It's a very obvious, you know, uh, metaphor for racism. Well, obviously, yeah, but it's, like, extremely blatant. Yeah. Um, and it's just... Ugh. Newt, I hate, I hate Newt, America. Newt takes Jacob into his magically expanded suitcase, where Jacob encounters a contained Obscurus, a parasite that develops inside magically gifted children if they suppress their magical abilities. Can Newt I just extra- say, this entire scene is incredible. I love it. Like, the scene inside the suitcase, oh, it's all so fun. I wrote wrote nothing down uh and i said realize i haven't written anything in a while not much to say really it's i i i just find it really like i feel like this should have been the film just exploring the different magical beasts within the wizarding world it would have been so much more fun just a one-off film a spin-off like not a franchise just a one-off a guy going around collecting magical beasts, fighting the people, trying to poach them along the way. It wouldn't have been very good story-wise, but it just would have been a fun film for people who like Harry Potter. Well, yeah, yeah. But 
No, we need we would have been to know also all the like backstory. got a bit more information about some of the magical beasts we found in Harry Potter, like the um, the the horses that only dead people can see. I've already forgotten the names, but like um, um, the ones that Luna talks about. Yeah, yeah, and the Thestrals. Yeah, like we that would have been really fun, like because we see them in the second, like in the second yeah, month. Yeah, they just appear at the start. It's like right, that's blatant. So you have you're just taking off magical beasts in the first five minutes. We can call them movie Fantastic Beasts. Here we go. Yeah, um, exactly. We'll get, we'll get to it. David, beast. David, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I hate it. <laughs> um, Newt extracted it from this Obscurus from a young girl who died. Those afflicted rarely live past the age of 10. Remember this. Remember <laughs> that they make a huge point, a gigantic point of saying that the Obscurus cannot live inside someone past the I age of 10. This will come up later. Oh my lord. Um, <laughs> Newt persuades Jacob to help search for the missing creatures. After they recapture two of the three escaped beasts, um, Tina returns the suitcase to the Macuser. Um, I wrote down here when they're searching for the creature and he comes across this big one and he's throwing his booty around at this rhino. And you I, what, I this, genuinely this wrote, okay, plus one. okay, and now what the fuck is happening? Imagine what is happening. That. Like, imagine what actually having to film that because that because that beast obviously he's just in a massive green screen room. Oh yeah, <laughs> just dancing around, rolling about, looking like an absolute idiot. And this you is... know what? This scene, this scene requires plus one sin. This is a. This the, is the, like the, the green the, screen. The, the come through. This is like the green screen um, moment from Doctor Strange that people changed, that he's like sliding around on this green screen thing and they changed it into a water slide. I really want to see <laughs> if they could change like the background and this into anything else. <laughs> oh my God, he should be in Cats, the mu- like the Cats movie. <laughs> just in the middle of a, like, a dance scene and he's just there doing that. Um, then I... Um, hang on. Officials arrest them, believing one of Newt's beasts it is uh, responsible for killing Senator Henry Shaw Jr. when the Obscurus was really responsible. Um, and I wrote here, I'm taking guess that the thing going around killing people is Ezra Miller. Because earlier on, we see this senator um, at, with Ezra Miller. And, he and calls, he like, yeah, he calls him a freak. Yeah, he calls him a freak. So it's like, oh, right, that's why he killed him. Because he's, he's he's angry at him. Um and then also, Gemma Chan's in a scene. And I wrote, hey, that's Gemma Chan from <laughs> from Humans and Captain Marvel. Because she was just she was just there. And like the, the shot was on her. She didn't she had no lines. So I was like, hey, that's Gemma Chan. <laughs> For no I reason. Humans in forever. <laughs> Jen's in that. I remember really enjoying that. I only watched one episode. Yeah, Jen is in that. Because I was I, too I young. I watched for the full it. season with my mum. Oh, and we were really enjoying it. I was probably the, I was the same age as you, but my mum didn't care. Like we we were just both enjoying it. It was a really good show. We were just like, wow, this is this is cool. I like robots and androids <laughs> and stuff. Because we were dead. Like I remember the um, the adverts for that show specifically. Like this is completely off topic, by the way. I'm just, yeah, I, totally. You brought up humans, but um, I remember the adverts for that show on like when we were watching E4 because I used to watch E4 all the bloody time for yeah. like Big Bang Theory and Friends and stuff like that. Yeah, and I remember seeing the advert. Just like, wait, is this real? Because they didn't say like humans on Channel Four or anything like that. It literally just said 
the world of tomorrow and androids. It it didn't have anything to do with humans as a yeah, show. Yeah, the marketing was really anything. good for that show. The marketing was incredible. Like, it was so interesting. Like as a kid, I was bloody blown away. I the fact that as a child I could understand. Wait, this is cool marketing. What? <laughs> um. So back back to Fantastic Beasts. Um, yeah, as as not, they're being arrested, Newt sh- keeps shouting out, "They're not dangerous. My creatures aren't dangerous. They're not dangerous." I've written. He says that his creatures aren't dangerous, but they've caused havoc. They've given Jake yeah. some disease. Nearly killed a couple of, nearly killed him a couple of other times. Caused loads of damage that they've had to repair. They are dangerous. What is he talking yeah. about? I think it's just the fact that like, I think he's literally just screaming that out of, "I don't want my babies to die." Because yeah, he's definitely got some dangerous ones in there. And he just wants to tell them that they're not, they're not dangerous. Don't kill them, please. I beg you. Um, don't, don't kill them. The director of magical security, Percival Graves, that's uh, Colin Farrell, who's actually not in this movie much. He's in like five, he's six such scenes. such a waste of this movie. Yeah. Like, they fully wasted him. They used the same it. Time they I wish it was a no name. I wish it was just nobody. Yeah. And then, and then it becoming Johnny Depp wouldn't annoy me as much. Yeah. Because they've wasted Colin Farrell so hard. And like yeah. he does he does alright in the scenes he's given, but it's just nothing. Like Colin Farrell, for him no matter what, he's he's good. Yeah. Like every every scene with Colin Farrell I'll enjoy because Colin Farrell's there. <laughs> I'm I'm just staring at him. I'm just like, you know what, this is okay. I'm liking this. Um He accuses Newt of conspiring with the infamous dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald. Hmm. And decides <laughs> And decides to destroy Newt's suitcase and obliviate Jacob's recent memories of magic. Newt and Tina are sentenced to immediate death in secret. Right. So they're taken into this white room with a chair. Yep. And she sit and like this woman pulls out some nice memories and puts it into this pool of water. And I was like, oh, what, are they going to drown her? And then, so I, I was like, this is just water. And then suddenly something drops in it and it's acid. I was like, what the? That's acid. That's acid. They're just yep. going to burn him. Yeah. I said, wait, what the hell? That's acid. Holy crap. They did not make that obvious at all. Because they didn't. I don't think there was a single they comment didn't. that was like, okay, put them in the acid. Or like, yeah, it was literally and- just like, kill them. Yeah. So yeah. I was when she put that thing to her head, I was like, oh God, she's dead. But I know she was pulling out memories. Like she just pulled the life out of her head. I think <laughs> that was literally just so that like they could do the whole memory thing and just like, remember this from Harry Potter? Remember? Remember? Ah! <laughs> but like, it's not like they can just start randomly casting bloody Avada Kedavra because there is a, is a bloody like forbidden curse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like, and considering that the Ministry of Magic, they can't do it. But at the same time, this is worse. I um, would rather die to a spell than burned in acid. Because um, that chair slowly dissolves. It really it does, doesn't it? It's very slow. But they escape, aided by Queenie and Jacob, who also retrieve Newt's new suitcase from the Macuser. Um, then, following a tip from Tina's old goblin informant, Narlak, the four of them find and recapture the last of the escaped creatures. So, um, in this scene, they, like, go to this goblin thing, and he tries to take Newt's little tree plant creature thing, and then he, I, like... I call, I call him the Celery Man. The Celery Man, I like that. Celery Man. Celery Does he man. just look like celery? Adorable. He's, he's cute, he's cute. 
He's, he's um, and he's ruined in the second one. He's, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's just adorable. Um, and in this, there's a moment when the like loads of cop, loads of wizard police show up, and it's really like there's loads of them come in, and they're trying to escape, and the music is way too playful. The music's like. Yeah. Dun, 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 it's like a bob roll where it's just like yeah exactly yeah it's the wizarding world version of the cantina song the moss eisley cantina song you know you know what that type of music is called because do you know what that type of music is called what it's space jazz but it's called jizz look it up look it up you know what that deserves a sin did you hear the thing god damn it I downloaded it now just Why? Why? <laughs> because we've mentioned CinemaSins like seven times on the podcast now. Is so every time I mention CinemaSins, you're going to hit the ding? Yeah. <laughs> That's a sin. And then I'm going to count how many you've done. This is a punishment, Xander. <laughs> for my amusement. Um. So then, meanwhile, Graves approaches Mary Lou Barbone's adopted son, Credence, who is Ezra Miller, and offers to free him from his <laughs> abusive mother. Um, in case you forgot, Credence is Ezra, is Ezra Miller. Well, yeah, yeah, because I didn't write Credence in any of my notes. I just wrote Ezra Miller because I didn't know how to spell Credence. I just Credence. the Flash, to be completely honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> in exchange, Graves wants Credence to find an Obscurus that he believes has caused the mis- mysterious destructive incidents around the city. Credence finds a wand under his adopted sister's modesty, uh, under his adopted sister Modesty's bed. Modesty. She's called Modesty. Her bed. Mary Lou assumes it is Credence's wand. When Credence is about to be punished, Credence's obscurus kills Mary Lou and her eldest daughter Chastity. Um. <laughs> Graves arrives, and after Credence <laughs> leads him to Modesty. She's she's called chastity. She's called chastity, modesty, chastity and modesty. Modesty and chastity. My God. Screen. What are the names in Harry Potter? J.K. Rowling, ladies and gentlemen. Cho Chang, modesty, chastity. <laughs> Newt Scamander. Yeah, and uh, she the best she can go with is Cho Chang. Cho Chang. <laughs> like she can think of all these magical names, and then there's. Modesty. Ooh, that's calling your your daughter Petal. That's a stripper name. That's what that is. She's legit <laughs> modesty. And now introducing modesty. That, that's even a line in Deadpool. Stanley Stanley's cameo in Deadpool is giving up for chastity. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a stripper name. <laughs> I feel like she was just like, you know what? Deadpool fans will like that. <laughs> and then once again, Cho Chang. <laughs> um, Graves arrives and after Credence leads into Modesty who he assumes is the Obscurus' host he dismisses Credence as being a squib and <laughs> refuses to a teach what? him magic as he had previously promised a squib? I don't know I'm not so even gonna... is that just another no match? no idea I'm gonna. There's a link like, to I, it. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I remember what squib is. I'm gonna try. And oh, here we go. It. Here a we go. Squib is someone who has magic within them, but they can't like use it, isn't it? Um, a term applied to a child who's born of magical parents, but who develops no magical abilities. So that's what. Yeah. Um, that's what the Jan, the the uh, te- caretaker is. Filch. Yeah, that's it. Why did they never mention that in the thing, in the films once again, though? No idea. 
Because I was, I was like 90% sure he was just a muggle who just found out about Dumbledore. He's like, you know what? Instead of like, buddy, taking your memories away, I'm just going to hire you. You can clean up my, you know, my phoenix's poo. Um, Credence reveals he is the real host, having lived longer than any other host due to the intensity of his magic. That's bullshit. That's yeah, total that's... BS. That is... That... That what? is 100% going to have a massive twist in the fifth movie. Yeah, they've told us all the way through this movie they cannot live past the age of 10. They cannot yeah. live past the age of 10. But nah, the power of love and friendship. No, it's just that he's so powerful that he can live further. That's total BS. I that this is where that mo- this this is where this movie lost me. He's like, okay, you know what? I love how this is like an like in the last half hour that we start finding all this out isn't it yeah because like this is by this is by the time that they found all the magical beasts yeah that's where they should have just set like ended the film this movie lasted half an hour too long because they forgot to include the villain (laughs) they forgot that oh yeah by the way we have to include grindelwald in this somehow well let's do it now um and in a fit of rage credence transforms once again and attacks the city in broad daylight Newt finds Credence hiding in a subway tunnel, but he is attacked by Graves. Tina, who knows Credence, she lost her job trying to protect him from Mary Lou. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Arrives and attempts to calm him, while Graves tries to convince Credence to listen to him. Then I wrote, I genuinely can't tell what's happening right now, because he becomes the Obscurus again, which, by the way, is just a big cloud of black and grey smoke. And yeah. I couldn't tell what was happening. I had no idea what was yeah. happening on screen. Um, I think because this like this jolted around like this was cut so fast so it, it was like if I feel like if the shots were longer as well and focused a bit more on Newt's perspective rather than jumping between Obscurus, Newt, Graves, blur, forgotten her name, don't care about her. Um like I I feel like if if it focused on just Newt's perspective for a good a, like a good 10 15 seconds or so we would have like understood what was happening, but it cut so much so quick. Like, yeah, I was lost immediately. Oh, as Credence begins to settle back into human form, auras from Macusa, uh, alongside with President Picuary, arrive and counterattack, thus disintegrating the Obscurus in order to protect the magical society from nomad knowledge and retribution. Uh, Graves dead. admits his plan to unleash the Obscurus expose the magical com- community to the nomages and frame Newt for it. So, by the way, th- what that what that last sentence was, Credence is dead. Yeah. So, when when you are the Obscurus, you you're like it takes over you and you die and they just killed him. They he, he yeah. exploded. Yeah. He, they literally like evaporated him basically. They just they just bl- burst him out of out of like existence. Remember that. <laughs> um, he... Honestly, all I can think of right now is just like in the per- in my peripheral, literally just in the top corner of my vision. Xander will remember that, like in Telltale Game. <laughs> um, Graves angrily claims that Macusa protects the Nomads more than themselves. As the president orders the or- Auras to apprehend Graves, he attacks and begins to defeat them all. Newt manages sub- to subdue him with one of his beasts and reveals uses a revealio charm to expose graves as Gel- grindelwald in disguise played by johnny depp and this is the actual note i wrote king johnny depp
bitch. I can't wait to hear how much you have to bleep that. Upon being defeated, Grindelwald now revealed is then taken into custody. Uh, Macusa fears their secret world has been exposed, but Newt releases Thunderbird. It's legitimately called a Thunderbird. Oh <laughs> my god, it's called a Thunderbird. No, no, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. It's called a Thunderbird. To disperse... Uh, at this point, J.K. Rowling just forgot that yeah. Thunderbirds existed. <laughs> yeah, and then a puppet comes out um, to disperse a potion as rainfall over the city, thus obliviating all of New York's recent memories. Right. I have an actual problem with this scene because it shows people in their house drinking tea as if the water supply has been tainted by it. How? It only affected the rain, so how are they affected by the obliviate? No idea. No idea. I just thought they were inside. I was like, hang on. Have they not shut the windows because it's raining? What's going on? Yeah, like it, that's how it's supposed to work, isn't it? That's how it's insinuated. What about it's people with umbrellas? They get hit by the rain. What about people with umbrellas? Yeah, exactly. What if they're getting wet? Granted, it, it was very sunny, so at the same time, they're most likely not going to have the umbrellas. Yeah, I guess. So there's that, and there's also the fact that the second it touches them, they're most likely going to get obliviated. But at the same time, the people in the houses are getting obliviated, and it's just like, how? You're not getting... Ra- have you got really, really bad roofs? Like, just uh, that. This film it makes no sense. Like uh, for the last half hour, and I wrote, and they're going full men and black in this. Yeah, that's just what this is. I, I, I felt like he was about to just come out. I was just like, actually, I um, I learned a, I, le- I learned a new spell. If you could just look into the um, into the <laughs> thing here. <laughs> um. Oh my god, we should do men in black at some point. No. Um. No. The while fir- the, the first three. So while while the rain's coming down, Macusa wizards repair the destruction throughout the city. Queenie kisses Jacob goodbye as the rain erases his memories. Um, Newt returns to England. Jacob opens a bakery. Some of his products look like the beasts he had previously encountered. Queenie enters and Jacob smiles at her, seemingly starting to remember the events that he's been through. Or he's just smiling at a pretty girl that's smiling at him. Yeah. Um. That's the end. All in all. Yeah, that's... It's fine. Like there's, it's, it's an it, it's, it's an okay movie. It's good looking. It's fun. It's it's a, it's very adorable until the last half hour. Yeah, I just yeah, like it's just wasted potential. Like this movie could I just have been Grindelwald. Yeah, I don't want the big story. We've had a big story. I just want a nice adventure, and that's what yeah. kind of this started off being. And then they've like towards the end, they kind of muck it up. Um, yeah. Honestly, can't see myself watching it again. Unless, See, unless we're I doing have, a big rewatch I have again. I rewatched it now. Th- this was my rewatch, and I was just like, you know what? It is cute. I like the I like the creatures. They're adorable. The Niffler is amazing. The Niffler He's my is my favorite one. Yeah. He's yeah, like so fu- like the Niffler just has a lot of comedic aspect to it. Yeah. And the fact that it just fills like it just shoves itself like inside his own belly. Like, he just shoves shiny objects inside himself. It's just so dead funny. Yeah. I he really doesn't even, like, like eat them. He just puts it in his stomach. <laughs> um, it, it's a decent movie that does not warrant a sequel at all. Um, no, it doesn't even tease a sequel. No, it doesn't. It, it, if there was a sequel, I'd, I would have been so happy with the sequel being with new characters. Yeah. Or an, a different spin-off. If, if you're having this... If you want, like, to tell the story of Grindelwald, 
then I'd be so much happier if you just told it separately. If we had this movie on its own, I'll, I'll find I'll watch four Grindelwald movies. Just let's have this one on its own. We, I, these characters don't need touching again. Movies. These characters are absolutely fine on their own. I think one Grindelwald movie is enough to tell that story. Well, yeah, but like you know what I mean. If they yeah. if they want to tell it, do do that. But just let's have a standalone movie first. Yeah. Have a have literally a law building. Do what the book is supposed to be doing. Have a law build movie. Yeah. Just just have like you know what this is. This is more of the world of Harry Potter. You want to see a bit more. This is what goes on in America. This is what they do. This, yeah. These are the different beasts that a zoologist of wizardry would do. Yeah. This is this is the fun stuff of Harry Potter. This is remember the... Harry Potter is fun because like when in the Harry Potter movies, all you see actual wizards doing is teaching or being part of the ministry so it's interesting to see the other jobs that wizards have yeah like we we actually see a lot more in this film than like meets the eye we see like the zoologists we see the mind readers as well like those are obviously interrogators yeah which is a very interesting idea the fact like it's building more upon the ministry we see that ministries around the world do things differently yeah we see like laws around the world are very different, uh, much like real life. Yeah, definitely. Like we, we, it, it shows a comparison to like the real world and then this fantasy world, and I like that. And then, oh my god! <laughs> Every time, did you not hear my phone? My my phone yes. actually went off. Every time, Xander, <sighs> you're on. so unprofessional. <laughs> Hang on, let me respond to me, Dad. This is your podcast. <laughs> Look at this picture. I got my yeah. my dad changed all of his medals from running into fridge magnets. Um, so oh I got God. into I got into pose Wayne Wayne's World style with the fridge. <laughs> it's my favorite picture. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's just it's just fine. Like I can't like like we said. It's it's CGI wise. It's great. Uh, performance-wise, the performances are gen- generally good all round. No one's bad in yeah. this movie. Um, I Jacob was really adorable and provided some really great comic relief yeah. and uh, a really good insight into this world. Also, can I just say his laugh is hilarious? Yes, it is. His laugh is fantastic. Like when they're in the bar, they have to have a they they order five shots of giggle juice, giggle which juice. is very clearly alcohol. That's what like kids call their their parents. Like like that's what you call alcohol to your kids. Yeah. This is giggle juice. It's um, laughy fun time juice. <laughs> um. And, and then the second he takes a shot, he just goes <laughs> out of nowhere. It's so funny. And it's honestly like the most wholesome moment of the film. And I really like Queenie. Queenie's a really. She's not probably not a good character. I think I'm just a little bit in love with her. She's adorable. Yeah, and her accent's really funny. She's got like that proper yeah. New York uh, yeah. accent. She's got that like, New York 20s I accent. I don't know, honey. What What are you talking about? She's got the proper, like, she's got like, as if they were trying to be Marilyn Monroe. Kind yeah, of thing. that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. But she, like, she even has like this, the style of what Marilyn Monroe would. Yeah. Like they're clearly going for that. And I yeah. love it. I, I, Queenie's just amazing. <laughs> Um, all in all, I'll give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'm I'm saying the same. Like it's it's cute. 
up until the end. It, it's fine. It's It does the job of building the world and kind of setting up Grindelwald as a character, but we don't care once again. Like, the, I think the main thing about the Grindelwald as a villain in general is the fact that with, like, compared to Voldemort, the way that we heard about Voldemort was through a lot of word of mouth and we heard about the things that he did to Harry and we heard about the things that he's done to other people and it builds it up and he becomes an actual villain. We actually see him do horrible things. Whereas yeah. with Grindelwald, it's just like, well, he's bad. Why is he bad? We, he's bad. He's bad. He's but, a bad. why? What's he done? He's, he's bad. He's, bad. <laughs> he's clearly bad. What's he done? What are the crimes of Grindelwald? Dun, dun, dun. That leads us into Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> the crimes of Grindelwald. Mr. Scamander fears what more than anything else in the world? Having to work in an office, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, Newt. Ridiculous. More Can like there's not many crimes of Grindelwald shown in this film. More like craptastic beast, the crimes of having to watch this movie. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, am stop. I right? You know what? You know what? <laughs> I really hope that came through. No, it didn't. Nope. Nope. God damn it! <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm 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 doing something right now. Hold on. Where's my... I'll edit this for you to make you look good. Yes. Did you hear it? No. What <laughs> What are you doing? You sound... <laughs> Jesus. Did you hear it at all? <laughs> no, I heard a bit. <laughs> but it was too loud. You know what? Just, just... Just put it in. Just, just put a ding in, please. Okay, I'll, I'll put it in here. Here you go. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, I let you turn my volume up, like my microphone yes, volume. Yes, I could up tell. All the way on this. You call. were very loud. Hello. Um, right. This movie's a piece of absolute garbage. Yes, it is, it is and uh, I I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I, like it. I, I, I have a story about this. Stop. Like I had to go and I had to go and see um, Fantastic Beasts two in the cinema with friends because um, like I remember literally this. one of them, one of one of my mates. I'm not going to name him because he's he's you know, he's well he used to be my friend anyway. But um, like he, one of us wanted to go and see it, and we all agreed. You know what? Screw it. Yeah. So I watched um, Fantastic Beast One the day before it, oh, and I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's fun. It's a it's a good bit of fun. And now I watched the second one in the cinema. I paid to see it, and I regret spending a penny on that piece of shit film. <laughs> I wanted to walk out of the cinema. I very rarely want to walk out of a cinema, but I wanted to walk out. Yeah. The only other times I wanted to walk out of a cinema were during Midsummer. Especially the horrible, 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 hilarious sex scene. <laughs> You're trying to get a rise out of me here, and it's not going to work. I, I, I'm not. I just don't like Midsummer as a film. I think it's a pretentious Wicker Man. That's fine. You can think that. That and you enjoy your incorrect opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a pretentious Wicker Man. In 1927, the, the Magical Congress of the United <laughs> States of America, the Macusa, <laughs> is transferring the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, 
to Europe oh, to be boy. tried for his crimes. Gr- the crimes right. of Grindelwald. Then, then it's, the, the, this, this opening paragraph is three lines long, and it ends with, Grindelwald escapes, aided by an accuser employee, <laughs> Abernathy. It misses out this whole scene, so I've, I've uh, boiled it down to this. Um, so Grindelwald, before this, he, so he's sat in a cell, and he's been transferred. Yeah. Turns out, he's already escaped, because the guy in the cell is the guy from the Macuser who's helping him. They're on Polyjuice Potion. So then, yeah. the Polyjuice Potion wears, he like apparates underneath the carriage, and so this guy's sat there, and then the Polyjuice Potion wears off, and he becomes Johnny Depp again underneath, and the guy inside becomes the other guy. And he does this whole elaborate scheme, and there's a really hilarious shot, by the way, of the back window, you can see there's a space, and this, like, Head, the, the head security guard is sat there and suddenly out of nowhere the head just pops out at the side and it's, it's hilarious it's hilarious um honestly like this this scene it looks good once again but it makes no sense yeah like he does all like, of this to help the guy who's helped him which shows loyalty you know he, he appreciates yeah. loyalty and that's you know he will do things for people who help him and that you know yeah. that's interesting, but then he completely undercuts that by um, then there's a creature that also helps him escape, and he just and he just yeets it out of the window. He just yeets it out of the window, and it's is like for absolutely no reason. So that completely gets rid of that last reason that he's you know helping what? this guy. The reason that they put that in is so they could say this isn't Newt's commander. He doesn't care about animals. He's a bad man. Yeah, that's simply just to show. Oh, he's a baddie. He doesn't doesn't like animals. It's like, why is he coming back for this guy then? If he's the guy's already held him, he's already free. He doesn't need anyway. Um, uh, yeah, who who um, to, whose mum knocked their internet off? Like an idiot. <laughs> Not yours. Honestly, she, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She's, paint, she's painting the front room, so like. She just randomly hit the the Wi-Fi nice. and just knocked it completely. Nice. And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, cheers, Mom. Love that. Cheers. Love, that. Love it. Um, so, three months later, in London, uh, Newt's commander is at the Ministry of Magic to appeal, to appeal his international travel ban. While there, he runs into Lita Lestrange, an old Hogwarts classmate and the fiancé of his cop brother, or a brother, but cop. Uh, also, the strange. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Yeah, Le- Lita Lestrange is mentioned in the first one. She's like Newt's high school crush. Basically. No, I mean more because of um, the Lestrange family with Beldrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And and like also like she mentions my family has a weird family tree where we're like all the women are just flowers. Yeah, no, that's not how it works in in um, Harry Potter. We she saw is, that family tree on the wall. She is weirdly our closest, closest link to Harry Potter, because other than Grindelwald himself, because Grindelwald is in Harry Potter as well. No, I mean like like family wise. Yeah, family wise, because she is the she's the closest link because she's a part of the Harry's family. Godfather's cousin's relative. Mad. In a way. She's related to Harry. Boom! Nailed it. This is the Harry Potter universe. Solved it. Oh, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> With, that's why there's wizards. It's a Harry Potter universe. <laughs> um, 
The Ministry agreed to grant Newt's request if he aids Theseus in locating Credence, Barebone, Ezra Miller in Paris. <laughs> Every time, it's always Ezra um, Miller. Sorry. What? <laughs> what? How is he alive? Yeah, just like, he by exploded. the way, survived. He exploded. <laughs> they, never, they never explain it either. The best never, part about that is they never, never explain like, how yeah, Creedence survived. So, somehow he survived. Himself. Somehow explain to me how he survived. If he's so you know, important to the sequel, why the f*** would you kill him in the first one? Why would you do that? magic. Because it's J.K. Rowling, man. Expect the unexpected. It's not even like, like he's Robo- anyone... Like Dr. Robotnik said, well, that was unexpected. But I was expecting the unexpected, so that doesn't really count. Boom. You really like that movie. You really liked that movie. Uh, I just I just like Jim Carrey as Robotnik. I think he's really good but at like, he's, he's There wasn't even a clamour to get him to return. He was not... He was nobody's favourite character. So why? Honestly, he was the worst character for me. Yeah. But wait, um, there's more. Also, why do they want Doctor Who here to be a wizard cop? Like, why not literally anyone else? Just get <laughs> let him chill with his Pokemon. Grit- <laughs> like, oh my god, that's what it is. Yeah, that, just let him chill out with his Pokemon. Darling, man. I choose you. Um. Oh my god, that's amazing. So, like, Newt declines because he doesn't want to be a police officer. Because what the hell would he want to be? Yeah, he's a zoologist. Um, So he declines uh, after learning he must work with the ruthless bounty hunter Gunnar Grimson. Who? No idea. No idea. Also, once again, great name, Grimson. Clearly not going to betray them later on. (laughs) Um, So at this point, um, they're in Paris. Uh, Grindelwald's in Paris. And he... Uh, walks into a house and kills literally everyone in the house, including yeah. This is this is literally just the I'm the bad guy, so I killed the mum, including um a baby, and uh, I I wrote sick. They've just killed a baby for no reason. <laughs> and now that's that's clearly gonna play into the this is like I feel like this is going to be the the birth of Voldemort somehow. It's crazy also that this is. I, it's sick that I have to say this, that this is the first baby we're killing in this movie. <laughs> yep. Um, then... Nah, the, the, the bad guys, man, they have to step it up, because it, it was literally just like, these are the crimes of Grindelwald. He kills babies. Later, after being reprimanded by the Ministry by for his recent actions, Albus Dumbledore, played by Jude Law meets with Newt and is revealed to have indirectly sent him to America to release the Frank, to release Frank the Thunder. The bird's called Frank. The bird from, the eagle from the last movie is called Frank. And he's a Thunderbird. Frank, obviously. Um, Frank the Thunderbird. Also, I wrote as a note, because when Grin, when Dumbledore meets him, he like grabs him with just one leather, leather hand, leather, leather glove. And I wrote yeah. The Invisible Man 2020. Um... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, who plays um, Buddy? What's his name? Um, the the man, uh, the, the the Dumbledore. That's it. Bloody Jude hell. Law. Jude Law. That's it. He's. Can I just say, Jude Law is like the most normal-looking guy. He should not be playing like Voldemort. If Grindelwald is supposed to be very eccentric-looking, in the same aspect, shouldn't 
like Dumbledore also be very eccentric? Because otherwise, nah, why man, would I, they have boned? Honestly, dumb, I think Jude Law is the best actor in this movie. He is Jude he, Law is really good in this. He, yeah, he he is the best. And yeah, he's still the shittest Dumbledore. Well, yeah, but that's he, to be fair. He's only in like three or four scenes. Yeah, but then again, though, like no matter what, like they're they're literally just throwing Dumbledore into this now. They're literally like saying, "Hey, remember this guy from Harry Potter?" Because yeah. Nagini comes in later in as well. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, get to that. Because I have some opinions on that. But like, yeah, it's um, yeah, he he's he's really good in this. Um, so Dumbledore requests that Newt travel to Paris to save Credence from Grindelwald and the Ministry. He believes he is Lita's long-lost half-brother, Corvus Lestrange. Um, again, why does it have to be Newt? Why is he getting dragged into all this? He's just a zookeeper. That's all yeah. he is. He's a zookeeper. He's a zoologist. Yeah. He's a briefcase. He's basically the Tiger King of the Harry Potter universe. I thought that. I actually thought about that. <laughs> Newt's commander is Joe Exotic. Yes. Confirmed. <laughs> um, later, Newt is unexpectedly visited by his American friends, Queenie Goldstein and Jacob Kowalski. Jacob, a muggle, has regained his memories that were erased in the previous film. No, no. They were never erased. Because apparently they only erase bad memories. But the thing is, this is another thing that I have like a problem with. So that that news that like the um the senator, like the senator of New York who died, his brother really, really wanted those uh, that family to be right and for their story to be featured about wizards. So how would that be a bad memory for him? He like him realizing that wizards are real and proving his father wrong is a good thing for him. So how is his memory erased? Because that's a that's a good memory for him. In theory, his father has always been like throwing down his ideas, literally tossing them in the garbage, and just ignoring him. And now he's proving his father wrong by seeing the wizards. Um, sorry, that's not a bad memory for him. I just I just want to do 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 something really quickly. Just want to say something. Um. What? How? Like, that's not how this spell works. We've seen the spell before. That's not how this works. Because yeah, if that was how spell, it worked, it? It, Hermione's it was... parents wouldn't have forgotten her at all. Because I'm sure at points she would no, have been a little turd. It wasn't the spell she's, because the Oblivion wasn't... Act- it didn't obliviate him. They used that bloody thing that was supposed to be... Because they said earlier in the film, it only erases... It's like good for erasing bad memories. But I've still not worked it out yet. So he just uses it on all of New York then because he hasn't worked it out yet. Nah, that no, nah, no, no, it, no, it no, was no, very. That's stupid. That's stupid. Because it was venom. It's stupid. Like what he had was venom. It's stupid. Why does it is? I wrote. I wrote. Why does the last movie even matter? If if you're just going to reverse everything that happened at the end of it, you're going to bring credence back to life because why not? You're going to make everybody remember stuff because why not? And yeah. now, I guess Grindelwald is also out of prison immediately because why not? Um, so, Newt is disappointed that Queenie's sister Tina is not with them. Queenie tells him that Tina is seeing someone after reading in Spellbound magazine that Newt and Lita were engaged. Newt explains that Lita is marrying Theseus, not him. Why is this in my Harry Potter movie? <laughs> Why? So I just want to see the wizards, man. So 
I'll 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 explain this more further on. Like I'll explain the whole plot later on because we need to we need to get to that bit first. Yeah, we need to. Um Newt deduces from Jacob's strange behaviour that Queen enchanted him into eloping to circumvent Macusa's marriage ban between wizards and non-magical humans. So Queenie's date raping Jacob. <laughs> this is immediately when like Queenie starts being a crap character. Yeah. Like she was adorable in the first one. Now she's just manipulative yeah. and using roofies, but like wizard roofies. But like, why would she do that? He's he already loves her. They are in love. They have a wonderful relationship. But but she still she she enchants him. Yeah, for no reason, man. Rather than you know talking it out like a like a normal person, um, she just enchants him. It's like we're gonna get married. Exactly, exactly. Um, I so think this after... is literally just so that they can have more callbacks to the original Harry Potter series because of like everything that went on with Ron as well. It was just like I remember when this happened to Ron. Yeah. Uh, uh. So after Newt lifts the enchantment, Jacob refuses to marry Queenie, fearing the consequences she would face. Upset, Queenie leaves to find Tina. Newt and Jacob follow her to Paris, where Tina is looking for credence. So, yep. Newt is now going to Paris to find Tina to tell her that he's not actually marrying his old high school crush because his brother is. So she'll stop dating this other guy. Why is this a plotline? Why? This is a Harry Potter movie. This is a magical movie. You can make any plot you want and you're making a love triangle plot that no one cares about. Like, this is because, right, J.K. Rowling is not a screenwriter. She doesn't know how to write movies. She shouldn't be writing movies. She should be writing books. Not plays, not movies. Books. Yes. Give up on movies and plays. You're bad. <laughs> JK Rowling, if you if you hear this somehow, stop. Please. Go off get off Twitter <laughs> for once. Yes. Uh, you know One day I hope to God that like Twitter fact checks JK Rowling about one of her random like law things. Imagine. So like when <laughs> like imagine if they just go through her thing and then they fact checked that bloody Dumbledore is gay and that she had he had a very sexual relationship with Grindelwald. It, not a very sexual, a very intense sexual relationship. Sexual relationship. I, I, my, my dad said, uh, why, why is why can't Dumbledore go against Grindelwald? I said, oh dad, because J.K. Rowling because tweeted very, out that they have a very intense head. sexual relationship and he looked very uncomfortable. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay. I can just imagine your dad's face from that. <laughs> yeah. because I feel like you would have slapped your hand from saying sexual. No, because it... <laughs> It's the phrasing of it as well. It's so it's such a creepy way to say it. we had a very intense sexual relationship. It's like, come on. Like that's how bloody like Sheldon from Big Bang Theory would explain it. Yeah. <laughs> that is genuinely just a Sheldon way of explaining stuff. Um, a very intense sexual relationship. So it's like Raymond Holt when he's talking about women. Yeah. They're weighty heavy breasts. <laughs> They're like two bags of sand, you know? <laughs> That's the point. You know what version. I'm like when I see a pair of weighty breasts? I just can't help myself. <laughs> so, in Paris, uh, Tina searches for Credence at the Circus Arcanus. It's called Arcanus. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anus, it's an arc. <laughs> Credence and a captive circus performer named Nagini escape, causing a distraction. So, um... Also, Nagini, say, like, he's a human woman that turns Nagini into a snake. Is, 
Yeah, Nagini is a snake from um, Harry Potter that is um, like Buddy Voldemort's companion in Horcrux. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and in Harry Potter, we see her turn into a woman, but she can't talk because she's a snake. Why can she suddenly talk because she's a snake? Um, they made like the, the guy talking over her was like making it the biggest point, saying. Oh, she's eventually going to get stuck like this. Every time she goes to bed, she takes her life in her hands because she could get stuck forever as a snake. Ooh. So yeah. I'm assuming that's what happened. But I don't know why she can then turn into a woman in the seventh part film. It, once again, it's because she's a bad writer and she shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Th- well, this is the screenwriter. This I'm is not the... saying that she's a bad writer. I hope to God that any Harry Potter book fans don't think I'm saying she's a bad I haven't read the books. Okay, I don't know if she's a bad writer. I will read the book, and then I'll tell you she's a bad writer. The um, she, the, this is this is the plot where she said she had in her head for like twenty years, and that's a a a lot of a lot of BS. That is a load of bullshit. Yeah, that that is literally like you know when you'd break that thing when you were a kid, and then you said that the cat did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that. Um, so, while searching for Credence's birth mother, uh, they locate a half-elf servant named Irma Dugard, who brought into America for adoption. Uh, however, Grimson, the, uh, bounty hunter from earlier, revealed to be a follower of Grindelwald, who saw that coming, who not saw us, it coming? arrives and kills Irma. Meanwhile, Tina meets Yusuf Karma. Oh, I thought it was Comma. They call him Comma. <laughs> But it's spelled... Comma. Um, who is also hunting Credence. Um, Newt and Jacob follow Yusuf to Tina. Um, oh, hang on. This is uh, later on. Um, I wrote down cause, uh, to get to Paris because Newt has his travel ban. So um, they use a portkey. So I wrote, hey, portkey. Cool. <laughs> nice. You know. <laughs> Once again, little callback. Oh, hang on. Bear with me. Good. Bear with me. me. Me father's making a humorous comment. What was it, father? I said, as bad as that film was, it was still better than Hereditary. Ah! Yes! <laughs> yes, Darren! Me, me and your dad are best friends now, Xander. By the way, viewers, if you didn't hear that, I'm going to like repeat exactly what Xander's dad said. So, Xander's dad said, as bad as that movie was, it wasn't as bad as Hereditary. Oh, no! I threw my slipper at him. (laughs) I have so much more respect for your dad right now. And then then I had to ask him to throw me back, because I didn't (laughs) want to go down the stairs. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Porky, cool. Porky, cool. Um, Hereditary is a bad film. Um, do you want to f*** yourself? <laughs> um, so, oh. also, like, Newt is, when they're looking for her, when they're looking for Tina, Newt is so weirdly into her now. Like, at the end of the last movie, he was just, like, he was indifferent to her, and at the end, they were like, oh, there's a love interest now. So they were, like, yeah. like slack, mildly flirting. And now he's obsessed with And it her. seems like, yeah, since, since the year that he's not seen her, it's been like, oh my god, I must have her. He, he definitely has a shrine to her. 
Yeah, well, he does. He has pictures of her. Because she shows. No, I, I mean, a full shrine. <laughs> like candles and a pe- like a hairbrush with a, like a single hair on it and everything. Like, he's the kind of person that would keep that kind of stuff around. Yeah. He's a proper perv. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going exp- to. I'm going to. There's a bit here that I started reading. I'm going to uh, get rid of that. I'm going to come, come back to it later. Uh, meanwhile, unable to find Tina, a distraught Queenie is found by a Grindelwald devotee and brought to him. Knowing Queenie's abilities, Grindelwald allows her to leave while manipulating her into joining him and to using her desire to marry Jacob. She can read I... minds! Yeah. Surely she knows he's evil! Because she can read minds! Uh, honestly, mate, I just, I've given up on this movie. Um, I gave up on this movie about the time when Credence was still alive. Um, at some point, two people say the greater good to each other, so I wrote the greater, the greater good. good. The greater good. <laughs> A great big bushy beard. A great big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so then... Newt and Tina infiltrate the French Ministry of Magic for documents to confirm Creedence's identity, but Lita and Theseus discover them. So, like, he disguises himself as Theseus so he can sneak in, but doesn't change his clothing at all. Um, and then Theseus sees him and is like, that's me. <laughs> and, like, I realised that he uses Polyjuice Potion, and Polyjuice Potion is the most overused thing in Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm, use I'm it in, just make a spell. They Come use on. it in literally every movie. They use it in the second Apart one. from the first one. They use it in the second one. I think they use it in the fourth one. Yeah, that's yes, a big part of the fourth one. They use it in the fifth one. I'm sure they use it in the sixth one. They definitely use it in the seventh one. And then they use it in The Last Fantastic Beasts and this one. Yeah, they also use it in the eighth. Do they? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, they do, oh, yeah. Wait, no. Yeah, yeah, they do. yeah, she has yeah. to become a Bellatrix. Yeah. Mad. It's using nearly every movie. Crazy. But, like, honestly, like, Polyjuice Potion is the most overused thing in the Harry Potter universe, and I'm sick of it. It's literally like Expelliarmus at this point. Yeah. It's, like, like, I, it's, it's one of the things that's like a really hard potion to make as well. They make a really big deal out of it in the um, in the second film. It takes so long to make. Somehow they're just able to get their hands on it immediately in every other movie. Yeah. Like I need like what was it? I need four days to make it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Nah, apparently not. Two hours max. So yeah, done. <laughs> Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Good. Uh, two seconds, mate. Just, just give me two seconds. Yeah, if you want Go to on. put some chips in the oven as well, we'll do them at the same time. Yeah. yeah cook them at the same Three. time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, when, so, like, before they infiltrate infiltrate the uh, Ministry of Magic, by the way, this is completely uh, glossed over. But, yeah. comma, trapped Tina in a cage because reasons. And then... <laughs> traps um newt and jacob in that cage for reasons and then he passes out because he's got a like a creature in his face so then <laughs> they can just escape and it's like what was the point in this this is so pointless just wasting time padding, padding. That's yeah it, this entire film is a lot of filler it's um, like 20 minutes of story all together and filler yeah um so then the the dragon appears 
and they and he captures it and that thing is beautifully designed and it's adorable oh my god i'm okay with i'm okay with this scene i'm okay with it yeah is that the one where he um he starts shaking the little bell yeah, and it, and it zooms and in his face and he's it. like... <gasps> it's so adorable. Yeah, yeah it's it like is. That moment, it's like that moment in Shrek 2 when like, Puss in Boots starts being dead cute. So yeah. Can, it's exactly that. Look at with him. With a giant thing. Even his wee little boots. His wee little boots. Then we've completely missed out um, a big part here where it cuts to Hogwarts where Jude Law gets, like, these cuffs put on him so he can't do any spells because they think he's helping Grindelwald. And they try and get him to help him, and they like he's like, I can't help you at all. I'm sorry. And then there's this big, long flashback with Lita, how she's remembering her time at Hogwarts with um, Doctor Who. Yeah. And they're like, oh, such good times. Like, and then this... Also, I wrote down here... Um, Jude Law is great, but when did he decide to stop wearing normal clothes and just stick with pajamas? Because that's a conscious choice for the character. He's like wearing suits. He's very suave. Got a nice beard. And then by the Harry Potter time, he's just he's dressed like a wizard in big old pajamas and a big grey beard. Yeah. He's like stopped. Com- he stopped shaving completely. He's yeah, like he- he's very well groomed in he- these ones, and yeah. then he just gave up on life. He-, he looks like he's gone through a bad breakup. Between if you yeah. look between Fantastic Beasts two and the first Harry Potter, that- boom! I've solved it. That's how like Fantastic Beasts five is going to end. They're going to with- break up, and he goes in prison. What with Grind? They've already broken <laughs> yeah. up. They're not in a relationship no, they're gonna get anymore. Back together in three. 100% at the end of 3 they're going to get back together they're going to have a lovers dispute in 4 and then in 5 they're going to break up there's a big midsummer style sex scene in 3 <laughs> but it's just those two and it's Newt pushing his bum <laughs> <laughs> it's funny like Jacob just going ha ah, ah. ha yeah Grindelwald's a power bomb definitely <laughs> um no I rate um, Double Door's quite dominant yeah defo Defo. I turn myself into a pickle. Oh my god, that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Funniest shit I ever saw. Uh, are, you so called with, right, are, you, so... are you called with Rick and Morty? Uh, no. Uh, how, many, how many episodes have you seen? Uh, one. Which one? I'm just going to wait until it's all out on uh, the first one. I'm going to wait until it's all out on um, the... Netflix. They're all out on on my. Uh, I'm, on I know, my but I, I have to like if I want to watch on my TV, I have to set it up to my TV, and I've got nowhere to put my laptop at the moment. Ah, so I'm literally just going to wait until I've got it all on Netflix yeah, the th- available. The third episode's hilarious. The, to be fair, this half season's been really good. I, re- I'm I really, even, I'm, I mean, the very first episode of the entire season, mate. Oh God, <laughs> I've only watched the very first one. Yeah, the the first half of the season was okay. The second half has been top top quality. The, the last five, the last episode was really, really, really good. Yeah, I, I've heard so much about it, and I'm just like, I'm in, not that bothered right now. In, in the ninth one, like, he he fights God, and it's some of the most batshit crazy stuff I've ever seen. Yeah, I've, like, I've heard a lot of good stuff. I just <laughs> with Rick and Morty, I've, I'm quite like outdone on it now because the fan base ruined it for me. Season three wasn't all that good. That was way too long of a wait for season four, and then I just kind of. I found other shows to watch anyway. I think, but I think what the show does well is balancing that 
I think next season will be better because they won't be as angry at fans. Because this sh- there's a couple of episodes this season where they're just very much like angry at the fans. They're just like, wow, oh my yeah. God, chill out. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Oh my god, relax. So and then see, then, I, I think now the the fan base has died down. Like, it, yeah. there's no longer these I'm pickle Rick screaming idiots. Yeah, I think. Um, like, granted, we were like that for about a week, and then we realized how cringy it was. Yeah. So we were self aware of how disgusting we were. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, who went for a wig? <laughs> <God. laughs> Um, so during this flashback, we see a young Newt Scamander, and the kid playing him is on par with the best actors in this movie. He is, he is straight up Eddie Redmayne. He's you know amazing. What? He's got you know the what? mannerisms down. He's got the voice. Got the stutters. As much as, as much as I want to agree with you, with this, I was busy playing a game on my phone whilst watching this film. I am. So I completely missed this flashback sequence. I remember it from the film, like from the cinema. I am not sure. I was. Mate. Honestly, like I, I got so bored watching this film. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play a game and just started playing Archer Row for. Um, the, I've hour. already missed out a note here. Um, but after after Nagini turns into a snake, I've written, I'm bored. <laughs> and then, um, and then after the flashback, it we Grindelwald's trying to get. Uh, Queenie to trust him as we read earlier and I put yeah. why would you ever trust a man that looks like Grindelwald he's got the most untrustworthy face I've ever seen yeah and then I've written I'm bored again <laughs> I'm still bored I'm still bored Update. I'm bored um, day 67 of quarantine I'm bored <laughs> so then they they're new so then the three of the, like the three main guys so new Jacob um bad Santiago woman and <laughs> and uh, the French guy, comma, uh, apostrophe. He is. They're, they're all in this house. Et and then Newt and Tina leave. And then some old guy's in there. And he reveals himself to be Nicholas Flamel, the Philosopher's Stone bloke, for yeah. no reason. And then we also see the Philosopher's Stone. We do for see no the Philosopher's reason. Stone. Yeah, for no reason. It's, once again, it is literally just like J.K. Rowling ran out of ideas, so here's a bunch of stuff from Harry Potter. Basically. Um, and then he... This is, they, this is the equivalent of D&D saying Daenerys kind of forgot that like <laughs> they existed. So then, so like... Um, she Jacob, kind of forgot that there was supposed to be a story here. <laughs> so the, Nicholas Somel shows, um, shows Jacob something that's happening in Paris... And he sees Queenie in this vision. And he's like, oh my god, I've got to go there. So then Jacob runs off there to where the plot is. Then, <laughs> comma... The content this way. Comma, I'm assuming, wakes up and follows him there because he turns up where the plot is. And um, so while Newt is um, with... They're infiltrating the thing, aren't they? The ministry. Yeah. Um, Newt and Tina reconcile after he explains he was never engaged to Lita because that was still a plotline oh yeah their search for information about Credence leads them to the Lestrange family tomb where they find Yusuf Um, oh so right okay they've missed out another huge chunk here so while, while they're searching for the information they come across Lita who then like the ministry have these cats 
that chase after that try and f- fight you if you're in the ministry. So then Newt uses his Pokemon, the big dragon Chinese thing from earlier, and they all have a bit of a scrap. And then that thing can teleport. So then it teleports yeah. and lands at where the plot is. Again, those three: Lita, um, Tina, and Doctor Who all arrive at the plot, and they walk in, and this is where the movie jumps off the f-ing rails. Yeah. By the way, just to, just for a bit more um, context of how bad this film is, it's got thirty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Compared to the first one having, I think it was a 76 or 74 or something. And most of the other Harry Potter movies having like high 80s and low 90s. Yeah. So that, that's how bad this film... The audience score is 54%. And the audience for Harry Potter is very, very, very like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, like Harry Potter fans are mental. So I'm just going to read this out as it's given to us. Mm-hmm. I had to pause the movie so I could write this so I made sure I didn't miss anything. Um, so, Comma wants to kill Ezra Miller because his mum was kidnapped by some guy who became Lethal Lestrange's dad. So they're half-brother and sister. Um, okay. And with Comma's father dying, Comma's, fa- Comma's father's dying breath, he asked Comma to hurt this other guy as much as he could. Comma decided not to kill Lita because her father didn't love her. So he decided to kill... His other, his other child, his son, Corvus, who was sent to America and became Ezra Miller. So Ezra Miller is Lita's long-lost brother, Corvus Lestrange. But okay. then, Lita reveals that she switched two babies on the boat to America because Corvus wouldn't stop crying. And then the baby drowned. So Corvus is dead. And now we're back to where we started. And I have no idea who Ezra Miller is, really. And also, Comma has no point in this story. And New is just stood in the background while... All of this that. shit is going I on. Love that, but like, the, I love that in the shot as well. You can just see Newt standing there, just chilling. <sighs> I feel like they just put a cardboard cut out there just so that he didn't actually have to stand there whilst, because he'd had to do nothing. You can just see his body just chilling. So there. all of these plots converge on this one moment and just disappear nothing. because they're useless. They they don't uh, mean anything. Uh, this is like a 15, 20 minute sequence, I think. It's a good 10 minutes. And it's at least it's 10 minutes. at least 10 minutes. And it's the most useless point of the entire film because literally nothing new comes from it. You could have literally just stopped him while he's saying this entire story. It's like, no, I killed him. There you go. Boom. Two minutes in. Sorted. No. Padding. Um, padding. Filler. Piece of shit. Also, I legit didn't realise that Jacob was there as well when I was watching it <laughs> until I saw him and he was like, Queenie. I was like... Jacob, what the hell are you doing here? Like, wait, when did Jacob get here? Yeah. He can't, he can't um, disappear. Also, it? Nagini has no relevance to the plot of this movie. Yeah, There's no reason there. for her to be here at all. She, she's definitely going to like be a big hot point in the fourth one. Um, I The next few comments are all in caps. So, um, oh, hang on, I need, to read, I need to read the plot here, don't I, as well? Yeah. So, the group follow a trail to a rally for Grindelwald's followers, where Queenie is among the attendants and Jacob is looking for her. So, this is like a white supremacist rally, basically. Yep. Uh, there, Grindelwald shows, um, with his magical vape, 
Grindelwald has a magic vape. I, I, that, I was actually thinking that. It's just like, he hit that vape very hard. He did. He really did. Um, there, Grindelwald shows images of a future global war and rails against the laws prohibiting them from preventing such a tragedy. He's trying to stop World War Two. Yeah. Why? Why is he? Then, so he's trying no, to stop no, no, you, the killing. You cut out quite badly then, so I just heard you go. So, so he's uh, trying to kill. For the, for the audience, Xander said what? He is trying to kill all these people. He, he's tra- he's tra- No, he's trying to save all like millions of people that died during the Second World War. And he's the villain. Well, yeah, because he's trying to kill Muggle. He bad man. No, he's yeah, trying to save that Conan. He's trying to save everyone who died in the war. He's trying to stop yeah. World War Two right now. Yeah. How? What is this movie? What is this? Anyway. Once again, J.K. Rowling is not a good writer for film. As Theseus and the other policemen surround policeman officers surround the rally <laughs> Grindelwald prompts his followers to spread his message across Europe and conjures a ring of blue fire that kills the retreating policeman officers and <laughs> that only his l- most loyal followers can safely cross um Queenie crosses yeah because she's had the most you know blatant what, character this, this assassination like in this movie I, I love Jacob in this moment because he's like genuinely having uh Full on, you know, his life is falling apart now. Yeah, well, like that whole argument, that whole argument earlier on is he he wants he thinks because she can read minds. Remember that she can read minds. Yeah, and he calls her crazy in his head. He's like, "You're acting really crazy," and he's but he doesn't say it. He says it in his head, and so then she's like, "You're gonna call me crazy?" He's like, "No, I'm not." He said, "What you thought it?" I was like, "What?" So I didn't say it because I thought it. I didn't say it. Yeah, so there's a difference. It's an invasion of his privacy. And then, and then when she says, "Come on, come on," he wants what's best for us, and he says, "You're crazy." Yeah, and like to be fair, that's a that's a nice moment. But you know, but, I, honestly, Jacob is like at his best in this moment, like in this film anyway. In the yeah. first film, he's always at his best. Yeah, because he's just great. He's the best character in the film easily. He's just lovable. Yes, but in this film, like this is his genuine, like this is his actual moment as an actor. Like this is him having a genuine, you know. Like, torn fate, basically. He's, the love of his life is abandoning him to go with the bad guy, but at the same time, she's the love of his life. Yeah. He he wants her to be happy, but at the same time, he doesn't want to, you know, join the bad guy, aka yeah. the guy who wants to stop Hitler. <laughs> um. So the, the guy who murders Hitler is the bad guy in Harry Potter. Remember that. So I've written, Queenie can read minds. Surely she knows he's evil. What the f*** is even happening? Yeah. And then... Um, and uh, Credence crosses the fire as well because who really gives a shit? Um, <laughs> Lee, it says here that Lita sacrifices herself to hold off Grindelwald, uh, so that Newt, Tina, Jacob, Yusuf, Nagini, and Theseus yeah, she can tries escape. To kill him. She doesn't sacrifice herself. She just she tries walks. to kill him. They can all escape at any moment. There's no yeah. reason for her to do this at all. Um, and I've written, and now Lita is dead. What the actual fuck has this movie become? Uh, 
Nah, she's not going to be dead. Hundred percent, she's coming back in the next one. Oh, would not surprise me at all. She she va- she disintegrated as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So she's going. Everybody who died to that fire is coming back. Um, as Grindelwald leaves, the remaining heroes unite alongside the immortal alchemist Nicholas Flamel. Why is Flamel here? Why is he here right now to subdue and extinguish the fire? Um, I've also written it's just jumped off a f-ing cliff. Now there's a f-ing fire dragon. Why the f- not? Why, why you know not? what though? The fire dragon does look sick. <laughs> but like this, like, this is another that, thing. That moment is beautiful. Like, I've, this, I've written, the actual the CGI in that is awesome looking. The fire versus like the the red flame. Well, the orange flames versus the blue flames. But once again, this is like hammering home that like Grindelwald is actually the good guy in there because he's got the blue flames. Blue flames equals good people. I've written here. Also, Grindelwald is trying to convince everyone that he's not a bad guy. But this fire dragon that he created was about to destroy all of Paris. I mean, Paris is shit anyway. But... <laughs> oh yeah, then we'll forgive Honestly, him. We'll I'm... forgive him. We'll forgive this movie. I'm, si- I'm signing more with Grindelwald in this movie than I am anybody else. He's um... trying to stop World War II. I don't care if he killed a kid. Yeah, he. so he's trying to destroy Paris, including all the wizards... All the muggles. So, like, yeah, he's he's a bad guy. How how is anyone going to trust him? It, it doesn't make any sense. So then, um, Newt realizes he's now embroiled in a conflict with Grindelwald and chooses to fight. Sure. Oh, at now Hog- he decides. At Hogwarts, Newt presents Dumbledore with a vial stolen from Grindelwald by his Niffler. It contains a blood pact Grindelwald and Dumbledore made during their youth that pretends them dueling each other. D- Dumbledore believes he can dest- it can be destroyed at. Um, they walk up. They walk away to go and have a cup of tea, and him and Newt, and they just leave all of the other characters at the end of the bridge on Hogwarts. And it's I just mean, a really yeah, funny mean, shot. Like room, they're, man. they're having a really nice moment and a nice ending, and just behind them, everyone stood there like, well, "What the fuck do we do now?" Yeah. <laughs> nah, they, they they've, they've had a hard day. They need a brew at the end of a hard day. The British. So um, this is the last moment of this movie. At his base in Austria, Grindelwald tells Credence that his true identity is Aurelius Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore's long-lost brother. By presenting him with a wand and narrating the legend, saying that the phoenix will appear to any Dumbledore in time of need, when, which did which did come to Credence, and then Grindelwald told that he, Credence, now Aurelius Dumbledore, is the only person powerful enough to defeat him. Creenans then does magic with his first wand. Um, just, just one more time. What? what? He's a Dumbledore. Of course he is. Nah, he's not. He's clear. That is once again going to be like debunked in, at the end of the fifth one. Probably. Probably. Creenans is not gonna be. Creenans is gonna have the Palpatine moment of your no, your dad, your parents were nobody. Yeah. But your grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the end of this movie. The movie's boring. Oh my god. And so insanely Creedence stupid. Creedence is going to be Harry Potter's grandfather, isn't he? <laughs> the logic is baffling. I actually kinda hate it. Yeah. I, I, I give this an actual three out of ten. I gave it a three out of ten and wrote F you, David, for making me watch this. <laughs> now you have to suffer the rest of them. 
Like I do. No, uh, no, no, I don't. I'm not seeing no, the next one. No, you do, because because now we have to do a podcast on the next one because we've done the rest of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> you know what, though? The thing that actually annoys me the most is in the opening credits when there's a logo for the Wizarding World, and it's a bunch of different ones. It's a cool logo, yep. but it just means that we're getting more shit spin-offs. Uh, maybe. Not maybe. 100%. There's <laughs> definitely going to be more, more spin-offs, and it's going to be a piece of shit. This is going to be like the dark universe, but it's actually going to make money. <laughs> yep. Yes, it is. That's that's Fantastic Beasts and the crap. That, that's craptastic beasts and the crimes of them making this movie because it's so bad. <laughs> that's craptastic beasts and where to dump them? Where to dump them? Um, is there any? Are there any? Is there anything else you want to say? Because I uh, f- this movie. F- J.K. Rowling. F- um, Johnny Depp, <laughs> Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, I don't know. Um, Hitler. Okay, David, uh, we're gonna move on. <laughs> um, we've come to that part of the show where David, I ask you, I tell you to sell me a movie or a TV show <laughs> or a game or music if you want or a book if you're a nerd. You keep on changing it every night, like very subtly. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you don't really know what you're supposed to say, and you're just trying to remember what you said last that, week. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, sell, sell me shit. something, David. Sell me a movie. I'm um you, you do you you go first. I'll try and remember what to sell. I'm gonna, I've got a, I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Uh, I'm gonna you sell you one and an half. I've, I've thought of one by then. Because I've got, I've got a few different ones. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off with a movie. It's a movie podcast. Uh, I'm gonna recommend. I'm gonna sell you, um, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh yeah, is, is that the one where, where it's um, Shia LaBeouf's life where he plays his father, or is that Honey Boy? That's Honey Boy. I can never because he came out at very similar times. Yeah, they both came out last year. Uh, this is the Peanut Butter Falcon. This stars Shia LaBeouf, and I'm gonna get his name up because he deserves the recognition. Um, bear with me. He's called uh, Zach Gotsagan, Gotsagan, and uh, he is he's a, a Down syndrome guy. He um, the the story of the making of this movie is really interesting. They the people who wrote it met him at a camp. And he said he wants to be a movie star, so they wrote this movie for him. And uh, he's the star. He, he, it starts off. He's in a old people's home, and he wants to escape. Um, like the reason he's there is because he's got no one to look after him. So this is the only place they can send him. He escapes and runs into Shia LaBeouf, who's like Shia LaBeouf. actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, um, who running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. Normal Tuesday night for Shia LaBeouf. Eating all the bodies. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Ah, That's like um, the best song ever. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, yeah, that he runs into him and he's like struggling with his own stuff. And they go on this adventure together because uh, Zach wants to become a wrestler. He wants to meet his wrestling hero played by Thomas Hayden Church. Um who's the Sandman in Spider-Man 3. Nice. And uh, he's, being, he's being, like, chased down by Dakota Johnson, uh, who's, like, the carer at the care home. Yeah. And um, 
this movie's got so much heart that it hurts a bit. It's, is it available on anything, or is it like I, I rented it on iTunes? It was ninety nine p a few weeks ago. Oh mad! Uh, so I, pro- I probably should have texted you to watch it, but I don't think you would have watched it if I just texted you. So no, I, I, honestly, I've been interested in watching it, but I'm just gonna wait until it's on like Prime or something because I'm sure that'll go on Prime. Or something. Yeah, it it definitely will. It it'll be on it'll be on some sort of streaming service soon. Um, it's really it's a really underrated gem, and um, I think it does a lot for disability in movies. I think it shows it in a really real way. Yeah. And I think like you see how other people treat him and like everyone's like calling him the R word. And yeah. it's you know, it's it's tough in parts, but it's just it's a stunning movie. It really is. And you know, he, he gets told at the start you know, friends of the family you get to choose and everyone he meets, everyone he's like had a nice interaction with is like, you're my family. Aww. It's so cute. It, honestly, it's a great movie. Um, re- really funny. And Shia LaBeouf, man, he's just a fantastic, he's a, he's a great actor. He really is. And 2019 you know I love Shia LaBeouf because he is a genuinely really good actor. It's just, he's crazy. He also, he also ruined Indiana Jones for me. That, that was, that was like, to be fair, I don't blame him for that. He because he was. Oh, I don't blame him, but I still, like he, he was, was also in three Transformers movies. You've got to pay the bills, haven't you? If yeah, you get true. a big gig, you take it. But now he's at that stage in his career where he can take these smaller movies and make and build up this portfolio, like Robert he's Pattinson. He's becoming is doing. the new Nicolas Cage. Like no, like uh, like Robert Pattinson's doing. Robert Pattinson started off in Twilight, and then he's worked his way up from that low point, getting all this money for these big movies, and now he can choose the roles he wants do these smaller movies like The Lighthouse, like Good Time, like all these smaller movies, and now he's Batman. And also he's in Tenet. He's in a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. But so, you know, I like I like what um, Shia LaBeouf's doing at the moment. I want him to keep going because Honey Boy yeah. is one of my favourites from last year. And uh, I, I, watched it, I, I wish I saw this at the cinema last year, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Um I'm I'm glad I've watched it now. I'm telling you guys all to check it out. Find it somewhere. The Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, check that out. It's real good. Uh, I'm actually going to... I've thought of what I'm going to recommend because I forgot I watched it this week, but it's an absolutely phenomenal film. Um, Onward. Uh, Pixar's <laughs> latest movie, is it? Yep. Yeah. Came out this so year. So Pixar's latest movie. Um, honestly, it is beautiful. It is so adorable. I, I need Onward too. <laughs> I genuinely, because like there's a difference between like certain like um, so with Pixar, there's certain films where you just don't want a sequel, like Coco. I don't want Coco two. I think Coco is perfect by itself. But Onward, I'm so interested in the world and the idea of it. So what Onward is, I'll get the um, the synopsis up. I actually did a uh, short review when this uh, came out. It it was the reason we did the Pixar tournament. Yeah, uh, back in episode eleven. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting to hear because I was the only one who'd seen it at that point because yeah. it had been out like two days. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what uh, see what you think. Yeah. So, um, Onward is teenage elf brothers Ian and Barley embark on a magical quest to spend one more day with their late father. Like any good adventure, their journey is filled with cryptic maps, impossible obstacles, and unimaginable, unimaginable discoveries. But when dear mom finds out her sons are missing... She teams up with the legendary Manticore to bring her beloved boys back home. So this is a fantasy movie. Yeah. Which, once again, that, that kind of thing, you'd expect of Pixar to have done it before, but they haven't. 
as far as I know, fantasy in that aspect of like magic and wizards and elves and everything yeah, like, like Lord that, of the Rings they haven't stuff. done it. Yeah, they haven't done it. And they do it in such a good way because it's literally, you know how bright was supposed to be? Yep, yep. It's, uh, it's exactly it's like bright, bright, but it's what bright was should have been. Because bright is this like magical world, but with real world elements. Yeah. The thing is, bright is literally just the real world, but the like they're pixies instead. And it's just a lot of racism. This is just a lot of family-friendly fun, and basically, magic in the world used to be really, really big, but people started getting lazy. Technology ruined. This is Wally all over again. Technology <laughs> ruined people, and they just decided, you know what? We we can do this easier. We don't need to fly. We can drive. We don't need to do this and the other. We can do it in a different way. We don't need to create light. We can use light bulbs. And it turns out, like, turns into this magical quest of there's almost no magic left in the world, but this one kid, Ian, he is able to have magic. Like, there's very few people left in the world who can do magic because it was very hard to do in the first place. And he can do it. So he finds this stat, like his father gives him um, a like birthday present that they were supposed to open when they were both 16. And it's a staff with a phoenix gem. And he created a spell that would bring him back for a full day. But the spell goes wrong and they only recreate his legs. Which is really funny. It, it, honestly, the idea that he's just legs and he's still able to communicate with them is so, honestly, I was bawling in tears at the end of it. It's so adorable. It's so cute. And I need Onward too. I need them to find a way so that Ian can, you know, talk to his dad. And, oh, yeah. Honestly, I the, love this film the so en- much. The ending hurt me. The ending re- the en- is really rough. But the ending was like, it, it hurt, but in a good way. Like, Oh yeah, it it's, a per- it's a perfect it, ending. It's a f- Chris, it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland together, so you get to see those two. Well, well, hear those two together. You can tell that they just love being like together as a you know as two actors. With the yeah. way that the characters interact, you just know that they love being together in a film. And honestly, it is so good. It's the best Pixar film to come out in a long time. I loved Coco. I think this is a tiny bit better than Coco. Wow. Wow, surprising. I, I adore Coco. Coco is amazing. It was a proper surprise. I did the exact same thing as I did with Coco, though. I didn't watch any trailers for this. I knew nothing about Onward except the posters and the name of the movie. And I knew it was Pixar. I did the exact same with Coco, and I loved Coco to this. I love doing that with films. I don't know why. I I, I just love avoiding it as much as I yeah, can I, and just I watching doing it and that. experience it. Granted, I did the same with Midsummer and Hereditary. I didn't enjoy it so much, but at the same time, the whole reason, like we talked about this last time I was on the podcast, or yeah. did we? I don't know. Like the whole reason of Hereditary was so good to a lot of people was because the marketing was very misleading. It, it made people think about the way that you can market films. But this, I avoided any marketing because I just didn't care. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, right, it's another Pixar film. It's probably going to be obviously very good. But this was spectacular. I loved every second of it. It was beautifully animated. There's some really, really good plot points. It was heartbreaking at times. And honestly, 100% go watch it. It's not on anything at the moment, as far as I know. I think it'll probably be coming to Disney Plus kind of soon. But Yeah, it's on Disney it, Plus in America got, already. Yeah, if you've got a VPN, you can watch it in America. Hint, yeah. hint, hint. Um, but if not, just rent it or buy it. Watch it as much as you want, because it was fantastic. I love every second of it. One thing that really stood out to me in that movie is the action. 
Yeah, it was really good. Action's really good in that movie. It's really, really fun. Yeah, really Especially, good. like, the fight at the end with that stone dragon. No, I, I'm... The stone dragon is hilarious. I mean, like, the uh, the highway <laughs> chase. Oh, yeah, the, the highway chase was really that good. That's so good. But once again, they're, like, they're taking from, obviously, like, the way Pixar does it is they take... When it comes to action, they just take from every other movie. Like that 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 bike chase, I'm sure I've seen in another film. Um, they had but a bike no chase matter. in Incredibles two. Yeah, they did. But it's not the same. They're not being. She's not being chased by someone. She's chasing a train. Yeah, which also is like, one of the best scenes in that movie. See, the thing is, I love Incredibles two. It's still not as good as the first one. Well, first yeah, one no, has we a very uh, special place in my heart. We, we dismantled that in um in the Pixar tournament. You should check that out. It's episode eleven. It's titled "Let's Ruin Some Childhoods." <laughs> but yeah I, I, onward 100% go watch it you will not regret any second it's only like an hour 40 yeah it's a really short I one just, I decided to just watch it after watching um, Sonic yeah. I was like you know what screw it I want to watch another fun film <laughs> and I put that on because I bought it ages ago on Sky Store and didn't regret a second of it there you go onward it's a good movie Um, I'm going to recommend some music ooh I'm going to recommend an album that I'm sure a lot of people know and enjoy. Um, it's an album by Kendrick Lamar. It is called uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, I I actually first heard of this album when I was on a date. Um, <laughs> yeah, they um, we, we were sat in, in, in their, in their like, kitchen and they put this on and were telling me about it and and so I went away and listened to it, and this album is, it tells a story, like, with every song, at the end of it, there's, like, audio clips that are kind of muffled, and they tell the story of this kid that's gone out with in his mum's car with, uh, with, his, with his mates, and they've gone, and they're going, you know, doing crime, doing crime things, and it's about, like, how that's, how that night has changed him and made him the person he is. He's sort of looking back on it through the songs. So it's sort of like he's telling it through Kendrick's words, you know? Yeah. And um, every song on this album is a banger. Every single one. Like, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. That's a great song anyway. Uh, Poetic Justice featuring Drake is one of my favourites. Um, the Good Kid is a really good one. And then that leads into Mad City, which is my favourite it's the the bass in that in that song is so good and there's an 11 minute song and um what's it called i forget the name of it cuz it's sort of like two <laughs> songs in one yeah uh it's called sing about me i'm dying of thirst so the first half of it is called is sing about me and it's sort of like they're in a shootout with the police and his two yeah. mates are taught and he, and it's sort of spoken wrapped through his two mates' voices and they're saying like, you know, promise that you'll sing about me after all this is done. Yeah. And like one of them is talking about, you know, and if, you know, I want I want you to talk about me on your album and and, it, and I really hope I'm still here for when that album drops. And when he's saying that, he actually gets shot. You hear the gunshots and he just stops talking. And it's, it's like, damn, it tells a real story. And... um yeah, it's a really interesting listen, especially you know if you're because the songs are good, but also they make you you know, they make you feel shit, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, 
Kendrick Lamar's album, Good Kid, Mad City. It's a really, really good album. Um, obviously, it's it's hip hop, so it's not for everyone yeah. if you're not into that. But I'm, I'm to be fair, I kind of am into hip hop. I before this album, I didn't really know many Kendrick Lamar songs, and now I'm a fan. So yeah, that album, it's really great. Check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna do something similar because uh, when you started talking about that, it just like made me think of um, an album I've been listening to recently called um, it's by a band called Fever Free Free Free. Uh, it's called Strength in Numbers, numbers spelt with three threes in it, because obviously they've got to, you know, have a bit of a thing. So, um, like I said, uh, so it's Strength in Numbers by Fever Free Free Free. Fever Free Free Free. That's hard to say. It's very fast. But then there's a specific song. Um, it's seven point nine on the album called The Innocent. And honestly, the other day, like with everything that's, I, I, I hope you don't mind me talking about this. By the way, Zander. Go for it. Like, with everything. So um, with everything that's going on in America at the moment, um, they've like they recently did a live stream because they're um, a predominantly black metal band. Um, they felt like they had to do something for George Floyd, and so they did a live stream. That was a live performance um, of them, like of a live stream. It's a very interesting way to do that, by the way. I thought that was with everything that's going on with Corona as well. Like everything that's going on with lockdown, that's a really really interesting way for performers to do something because they they they're able to get together still. And they just went into an enclosed room and they did. They performed a few songs. Yeah. Um, but one of the songs is called "The Innocent," and it's all about like a lot of their songs are very political and they're very similar to the System of Down in that sense, where it's all about like with with these guys especially, it's a lot about racism in America and the and the corruption of racism in America and the fact that the police don't really work very well, especially if you're a person of color. Um, but basically, the innocent. It has a few specific lyrics where it's just like um, they tell us stories of star-spangled glory. This is your warning. Long live the innocent. And that's like the chorus. And it's basically it sends this message of the government and the police tell us these stories of hit like war heroes and hero like police heroes doing these amazing things that are predominantly American, and that's what make America great. But at the same time, there's stuff like the stuff that what happened to George Floyd, which is horrific stories that very rarely get covered. You don't hear a lot about them. That like they at the end of the live stream, they had I think I counted 772 names of um, black people who were murdered by the police. Wow, for wrongful injustice as well. And it's honestly, it's been a it's been hard for me for the past week or so like i've been in a bit of a state of depression because of everything that's going on yeah yeah it's, and uh, yeah it's it, it's been honestly heartbreaking so that's why I, that's another reason why i watched um onward i wanted something to you know take my mind off of things and keep my mind in a happier place just watching a nice little pixar film yeah. which always cheers everybody up no matter what pixar are great they're, they're the they're the best like cure for just cheering yourself up for a good hour and a half definitely but i've been listening to this album so much recently and especially that song i've been constantly playing it like whenever i'm going to work or just i'm drilling my room or something like that and I, if you're not into metal don't listen to it obviously because it's not going to be your kind of thing especially if you don't like heavy scream metal but um, Jason Allen Butler, he's a very, he's such a lovely guy, as well, and it's honestly heartbreaking to hear these words being so relevant. Yeah, the fact that like 
they they can't really get justice all the way through until everything is done, and even then, justice won't be a hundred percent. Like it's a, it it's it fuck it just sucks. Yeah, it's just it's hard to talk about, especially as somebody who isn't a person of color. I am like because I'm obviously white. Uh, <laughs> you can tell from my voice that I'm white. You can tell from my cringiness. Yeah, you can tell from the fact that I like Harry Potter that I'm white. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but um, like, I'm I'm obviously very very like it's hard for me to understand everything that's going on at the moment. And so obviously I've had to look into everything that's going on, and it's it sent me in this just horrible place, basically. Of yeah, this is what my like this is what my race does to people. This is what has happened in the past. This is still what's happening today. Yeah, constantly, over and over again. And yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna dread not. To, I'm gonna try not to dread on it too much more. But yeah, strength in numbers. Um, by free, 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 free. I went to go and see them live in November last year. They were incredible. Like absolutely, as, as a live band, they are so damn good. Like, uh, it was at um, Manchester Arena Free, and there's a little um, like side on the rafters um, that you they it's just a small ledge, and so Jason decided to climb on top of them, walk across, and then stage dive after doing a scream, and it was the best moment of my life. <laughs> just being able to help like catch that and feel that moment, and just the energy that he brings to his music in general. Like they they also did a song um, recently. Uh, called Presence is Strength. And that's also kind of, that ties into what's going on right now as well. Like, if you don't speak up, then at the same time, you're like, Presence is actually strength in this time, like in these times. Yeah. And it talks about that in the song. But they recently released a song where they, like, Jason wrote the lyrics and the music, recorded it, mixed it, and released it in 24 hours. Oh, wow. And it's a it's an absolute banger as well. Like you'd expect <laughs> something like that to be a very meh song because of how rushed it is. Yeah. But like a Karang have explained it as like when Jason gets an idea in his head, he just does it. Yeah. And it is insane how good the song is from that like process. Because cool. doing that can take months for some people. Yeah. For for a lot of artists, that will be a very long process for one song, and he did it in a day. Wow! There you go. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So Fever Free, Free, Strength in Numbers. Listen to the album if you're into metal. Uh, that it, it's good album in general, and there's a good few songs called like Pray for Me, Animal, and Burn It. Um, then Inglewood, if you're into a lot of softer music, and uh, if you want to just hear more about their like more of their like political stuff, there's a song called Trigger. Um, which I think was one of their first releases, um, and that w- that one's incredible as well. But yeah, um, cool. they're like free, 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 strength in numbers. Give it a nice. listen, especially if you're wanting to hear something that's a bit more relevant to these times. Cool. Um, completely off topic, and I know we've sort of just had a you know a bit more of an in-depth uh, recommendation. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Black Ops 3 Zombies. <laughs> um, Black Ops I, 3, did you get it on your PS4? Yeah, yeah, with the zombie nice. chronicles thing. So there's 14 zombies maps. Oh my lord, I'm in heaven. I absolutely love Black Ops Zombies and like Treyarch Zombies. I've been trying to play that World War 2 Zombies. It's different. I enjoy it. 
but it's not the same, man. It's not the same. Yeah. Uh, by the way, me and Kian did a um, a game of World War Two Zombies last night. Um, oh God! We started. We did a challenge. We said we'll stay. That we had like these two orders we had to do. We had to survive five rounds without moving, and survive five rounds using only shotguns. So you decided to do it at the same time. Yeah, so we decided to do it at the same time. We sat in this one area. And then Kian had another order to stay in the same area for 10 rounds. So we did that. And then we just decided, we'll just stay here. We'll just stay here for the whole game. Got to round 12. He died. So I opened the door, got out, and clutched it. We survived. Then we just decided to do the full Easter egg and beat the game. We got to round, Jesus. Got to round 36 in the end. Jesus <laughs> Absolutely Christ. insane. Um, but yeah, Black, Black Ops 3 Zombies, man. It's uh, I've only played two of the actual Black Ops 3 maps. I've been playing a lot of the remasters, like Kino de Toten, uh, Origins, uh, Nactor de Toten. The one thing Enterprise. that I don't want to... Like, because I've not played Black Ops 3. I've only yeah. played the beta. I never touched it at all. I, didn't, I don't like the idea of playing Black Ops 3 Zombies just because I don't like the idea of the futuristic stuff and the war running and everything. To be fair, I don't, want, I, I don't want that in my COD game. On um, to be fair, I'm only playing the zombies. I'm not playing the multiplayer or anything. And yeah. uh, there's there's only one bit I've seen that you have to do, or two bits that you have to actually do war running in, and that's yeah, like, like to do. If the I'm gonna Easter egg. if I'm gonna do any war running, I'll play Titanfall. That is what because there's a horde mode in Titan. Well, not horde mode, but it's like a, a PVE mode in Titanfall. Semi similar to zombies, not completely because you know the the grunts have guns and the robots also have guns, and then there's titans that come in as well. Yeah, but that mode is so damn fun. Because Titanfall is built around like the parkour and the war running. It's integrated into not only the story, the multiplayer, and like the PvE stuff. It's built into the game as an actual, not just an add-on like feature, as a full gameplay element you have to do to survive. And yeah. it is incredible. Get go. get Titanfall two, Xander. We'll play it. <laughs> um, but yeah, bl- I, I'm thought, enjoying. Like, I'm enjoying the fl- the throwbacks to playing uh, these Black Ops games, um, and I think you should get it and play with me, because otherwise uh, I'm just playing on my own. And it's really upsetting. Well, I'm waiting for my Switch to come still, so no. Uh, <laughs> um, two more things I'm going to recommend because I've watched a lot this week. Um, Jesus. Season four of Rick and Morty just ended a couple of days ago. Uh, came out on it's been showing on e4 um this half season has been absolutely fantastic i've loved every single episode um they're all coming to netflix in a couple of weeks i'm sure or in a few weeks um if not 10 days if you can't wait that long then they're all on a all four at the moment um yeah definitely check those out if you're trying to work if you've dropped off and um i watched parasite a couple of couple of days ago with my dad oh did you oh it's great Uh, man it's just it's so fantastic. So you've been talking about getting it because I um I've got like a free bank key from my brother, and um like basically he's just gonna pay for it. Yeah, um, it, it's, I did my it's worth getting, man. It really is worth getting. It's uh See, it's a truly special. I've been thinking about movie. getting either that or just waiting until something else comes out that I've been really really wanting to see. Because like I do really want to watch Parasite, but I can rent it because I don't think I'm probably I might not rewatch it all that much. And Maybe also, not. if I get buy and keep, my mum can't watch that because she. Like she's dyslexic. She can't, she can't read subtitles. Fair enough. I think she's she's only ever watched one like foreign film, and that was Mary and the Witch's Flower. Oh yeah, <laughs> Studio Ghibli. Uh, no, that's not Studio Ghibli. Is it not? No. Oh, it's um, Her- Anna, heresy. But it's not Studio Ghibli. <laughs> heresy. 
No, I I tried to get her uh, to watch um, Buddy Manny Batotoro and Buddy Spirited Away specifically because I haven't watched Manny Batotoro yet. Oh, I have. It's real good. Yeah, I need to. I want to watch uh, that like Totoro, Princess Mononoke, and um, I want to rewatch Spirited Away. I've seen Castle in the Sky. That's really good. That's personally really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else do I want to watch? I wanted to watch. I want to watch all of them to be honest. They all look really good. I, I really want to watch Ponyo as well. Ponyo yeah. looks really fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, um, so yeah, Parasite's really good. Obviously, you've heard that it won all the Oscars, and I've yeah. done kind of one a half picture. review of that already. Um, I think that's it from me this week. Oh wow. Um, yeah, that's probably it from me. Oh, um, I'm also going to recommend Sonic. I might as well. Yeah. Because uh, like, it, it's honestly like. Weirdly enough, it's one of the first v- like good video game movies. Like, there's been two good video game adaptations. There's The Witcher, Detective which isn't Pikachu. even a video game. Oh wait, you know, two very good video game movies. Then, but um, so The Witcher isn't even like a video game adaptation, though. It's more for the books. So yeah, kind of count it, kind of can't. Then there's the Castlevania anime series on Netflix, which is phenomenal. I will recommend that to anybody. Warren Ellis is an absolute legend, and I love him. Um, so yeah, watch Castlevania. But the Sonic movie, it's one of the very few times that a video game movie has not only not sucked, but surpassed my expectations <laughs> of like what a video game movie can be like. Because yeah. it's got a lot of fun Easter eggs for fans of the, of the series in general. Yeah, There's also the fact that it actually keeps his origin similar to the games not 100 similar but it is similar to the games like the world that he's on is the exact same world as in the games it's named yeah. properly there's also the fact that the town he goes into is green hills and i love that yeah that that's just really it's, fun like after after watching super mario bros last week <laughs> then like this it's so far ahead of it like, See the insane. thing is, I think the main point of like because I know where um, Nintendo and um, oh, Illumination have teamed up and they're going to be doing another Super Mario movie. It's going to be animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a proper Super Mario movie. It's going to be based off of the new Super Mario Bros. Um, design. Yeah, which I like the idea of. Um, as long as they don't somehow shove minions in there, it'll be okay. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but Illumination are obsessed with minions. They're, they're like mum memes, well, it's, it's and be- they like their it's own. It's because they. It's because despi- it's because the minions movie made like one point three billion dollars, and yet the minions movie f-ing sucked. Yeah, and they're still they're somehow making a second one. Yeah. Rise of Gru, isn't it called? Yeah, it was meant also, to come out again, this summer. They've gone against their own like origin story for Gru, because like the origin story of the Minions. Because I remember watching this because I loved the Min- I loved Despicable Me when it came out. I was I was obsessed with Despicable Me. Yeah, me and would watch it constantly. And they had three mini movies on both films, like both the first and the second one. Yeah. And in the first one, there was an origin for the Minions and how they're created by Gru. <laughs> so they went against their own law. Oh, well, you're focusing too much on this. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sonic's good. Cool. Yeah, Sonic's really good. Um, uh, I also watched, um, what was it, Bloody Lord of the Rings Two Towers this week. Yeah, so I, I think watched, you should um, save, I think you should save all of your opinions until you watch The Return of the King and then you can come back on and tell us about all three. I rate we do, a, I, I honestly think we should probably do a podcast on it. 
like on the the original versions of the trilogy, not the extended editions. You annoying man. Because I swear to God, if if I hear you asking me to watch the four hour twenty cut of Bloody Return of the King, I am going to murder you. Maybe we will one day. Maybe we will. May, I probably will watch them one day. I'm not watching them for my first row. No, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, maybe we'll do a podcast on them. Maybe. Yeah. One day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've um, I watched Two Towers and it was fantastic. It was really, really good. So yeah, I can recommend Lord of the Rings somehow. <laughs> Uh, I, I, well, the one thing I'm not going to do is what everybody else in the world does and really big it up because I have not like I've had about 10 years of people recommending me Lord of the Rings I finally decided to watch it because I was bored and it's been overhyped to shit <laughs> I imagine after a few more rewatches I'll enjoy it more just yeah, go in thinking you're going to have a fun time with a good fantasy movie that's it fair enough no, that's all I'm going to say on the matter. I'm not going to hype it up for you. It's a good fantasy movie. <laughs> there you go. Um, that'll do it then. That we'll call it a day. Um, thank you again, David, for coming on. Um, what have you got to uh, plug? Uh, take. I hate this part because I have to remember everything I've got. To tell you, now. tell um, you what. I'll put them all into the description. How about that? Yeah, just my my Twitter, my Instagram, and my mate's YouTube channel for now. There you go. I'll still, put those. Still not sorted out, man, those, still those will be all in the description down below, so for you to check them out. Um, for me, my links will also be in the description. Um, Instagram, if you want to send me a message about the show, if you want to ask, I mean, they could just if you want to comment, can't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Also that's put it in the, the comments. Mo- that's probably the easiest way at the moment. Like just <laughs> comment any. Just tell us why we're wrong in the comments. Yeah, and any episode ideas you've got, um, any movies you want to recommend to us, anything like that, do uh, let us know in the comments. And also, if you want to go over to my Instagram, you can send me a message on that. Um, Brilliant. Next week will be a fun one. We're talking uh, comedy movies, our favourite comedy movies. Uh, David won't be here uh, because I don't want him here. Um, Yeah, He's so we'll be having we'll be having a new guest again. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It'll be a good one. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all next week. Goodbye. Take care, people. <laughs>